All right. Well, on that note, you were still recording, right, Jordan? Oh, absolutely. I don't. I don't hit stop until I hang up the call. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. Uh, you can find us uh, on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We are at the Wheel Route on Twitter. We are at Wheel Route Podcast on Instagram. Um, we have an email address. A lot of people have been surprised to hear that, even though it's literally been in the intro since episode one of this podcast. Um, it is wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, it is monitored too. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher are all your podcast catcher uh, locations you can find us. And uh, yeah, my name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn. Come to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where it is. Uh, it rained this week for the first time in probably six weeks. It has been crispy dry around here. Beautiful weather. Uh, not a whole lot of people out and about enjoying it, though. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I'm on Twitter.com, at ShankJordan. Harrisonburg has also had decent weather recently. We had a nice round of thunderstorm action uh, yesterday, I think it was. Every time is blurring together for me and only me. This is a unique situation. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I don't know what day it is, but uh, yeah. It's been fine for, you know, taking the occasional walk outside to uh, get some vitamin D, get some fresh air before just planting back down in front of the computer. Okay. for some, Turning the car on, turn the car on, let it run. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, my name is Jason Kreck. Um, sounds so I good. Like a, I have like a thing in my throat. I don't know what's going on. Um, mm. Not a symptom, though. Not a symptom. But uh, I'm also in Harrisburg, Virginia, where yeah, it's it's been it's been beautiful for several days now. We had a good like spring thunder shower yesterday. It was you know tamped down the pollen a little bit, let the grass grow. Um, but but yeah, it's been it's been really good. Like go out on the back deck for lunch and work outside for like three and a half hours. Weather. Oh, um, that's good weather. Shouts out to Zertek. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, been you're great. buying name brand. Allergy meds. Okay, I don't, I I don't mess around. I don't mess around with my dog. nasal sprays. Interesting. You don't go you don't go off brand Zyrtec? You get so much more. That's what Just, I do. I buy the Kroger brand. Oh dude. We used to go to Costco and get the Costco Zyrtec. You get like three hundred and seventy of those bad boys for like fourteen bucks. Four years worth for yeah. a dinner. They Stuff expire up, like, before you use them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, I tweet things at Jason Crick. Um I also, this is the debut of uh, the fancy new Jason Crack microphone. I'm pretty excited about it. That's right. Hopefully, hopefully our thousands of listeners can tell a difference. All three of our locations are mic'd up. Yeah, that's true. I think we mine is uh, mine is the snowball, but black. Yes. And Logan, suge- you suggested I call it the dark mic, and then I said that the name had already been decided. It's Black Banter. <laughs> black Banter. <laughs> Delicious. A great name. Um, we need to do something with, uh, we need to name ours. Mm-hmm. What white the white mic? 
White Mike. There you go. Yeah, White, White Mike. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is here? But there's another person here, though. Oh yeah, Coach E. I've just kind of become the standing guest on this show. <laughs> hey. uh, I tweet things at Will Route Intern. Wheel RTE intern. Yes. Um, there was some dead space in my tweets because, you know, we fell upon sad, dark times. There was some dead space in our life also, <laughs> coincidentally. So. Um, but really where things are popping are on my uh, IGTV. Personal IGTV. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's it's getting uh, pretty dark on there, too. <laughs> Walls are closing in and the freak flag is flying. Hey, the content, though. The content is... is... It's popping. It's happening. It's a really good thing I don't have TikTok. I could be dangerous with yeah. TikTok. Yeah, we'll probably have to talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, do you have it? Where? What's your TikTok handle for the listeners? I cannot emphasize enough how much I do not have TikTok. Right. Yeah. At JMU sure. Bagman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I almost spit out my wine. I should. Rail, rail thin Duke Dog 69. <laughs> Real thin Southpaw dude. I'll just bring Southpaw dude back. Oh, that yeah, was, there you go. That was essentially perfect. So, <laughs> uh, love to see it. What are you guys, what are you guys drinking tonight, Jordan? Anything good? Uh, I'm drinking a stone beer. It is the Ghost Hammer IPA. Ooh, good choice. Matches your mustache. Yeah. Yeah, that is some solid lettuce. Respect. So, I've got, I think we're at like four or five weeks of growth on the upper lip. And we're working with like four days of scruff everywhere else. Nice. So, Nicely done. The you contrast like, uh... isn't as shocking as it was maybe over the weekend, but it can <laughs> always it can always return if you I look like you're like a like a banjo player in a folk band. I was trying to channel yeah. the energy of Richard Petty. Or like in, uh, I'm sure we'll get to later, but like in New Girl when uh, they finally realize Nick looks like a nutmeg wholesaler, it's kind of. <laughs> If you had some flannel, I think that's what you could go. With. <laughs> no, the big thing is, I'm just trying to like. It gives me a smile every time I see it, and I'm pretty much the only one who's going to see it. So that's what's important. Because that's all that's because I'm social distancing, Emily. Yeah, we're responsible. Yeah, you don't have to take had, pity on me for being. I had I had one going similar, not five weeks of length, but I had like a solid two and a half, three weeks of length going. What a pretty bushy mustache. Yeah, it looks like really good if I have a haircut and the mustache. But when I have the mustache and like my hair is getting long and it is very thick on the sides and I'm really losing like we're we're approaching. I might just have to bring back the the, the Phil Eby one love Phil Eby main um, and uh, just just uh, just go like Euro mullet style for a little while. Yes. We're going to see. I don't trust my beard trimmer to make it through my main on one charge, though, so it might have to be a multi-day attack. Yeah, I told him he needs to order some clippers. Did you yeah. Did you guys see the Twitter video of uh, Sean Doolittle and his wife? His no. wife cut his hair in the hotel room. <laughs> no. While they were like doing an "Ask Me Anything," uh, it was she did a pretty good job. He was he was a little particular about. Some some of the lines in the the edges, but hmm. I guess if you go that direction, like you know, it makes Look, sense. I've watched some YouTube videos. I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah, um, oh, you could do it. Listen, yeah. this is a time. This, this is a time to perfect your process. I also feel like I'm friends with my hairstylist on Instagram, and she's been wanting to give Logan a year on mullet. So I feel like we could consult. 
That's I feel like another we're not we're a couple of weeks away from it being like a nice like subtle Euro mullet. And then I could just really let I could just kind of let it fill in and kind of just like maybe start to pony it a little bit in the back. Like you the, know what I'm saying? Uh, the Colombian goalkeeper from the the World Cup team. Yes. That's yes. when the mustache comes back. Yep. Yes. Start doing yes. See, it's kicks a, at it's a whole thing. Field. Yes. Whole Start wearing like uh, a lot of Howler Brothers, like Gaucho, like uh, style shirts that have like designs on the shoulders and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Now, here's the question. Like, if you're rocking the Euro mullet, do you feel like you need to go like clean shaven? Mm-mm. No. Not me. I don't look good that way. Right, but I feel like it could be a lot with both like scruff and a, a Euro mullet. I well, believe like that's the intent. Yes, I think you should go mustache instead of like the the like shadow you're working with. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I just shaving is. I haven't. I probably have not shaved all the way down. What do you think? Five years? Four years? Yeah. Feels like you could find a better way to put that than all the way down. <laughs> Are we still doing phrasing? Is that clean, clean all shaven? The is, there's, there's literally a word for it. All the way down my body. <laughs> God. This is what family Jason, about? <laughs> Jason, what are you drinking? Oh, that's right. Uh, speaking of bringing things back, I have a George Killian's Irish Red. Oh, wow. Which Dave was, I mean, stand, standing in honor. I can't emphasize enough how many of these freshman and sophomore year Jason Crack consumed. <laughs> Wow, dude. Sweet underage the, drinking stories, bro. It was the beer of choice for early college Jason Craig. Interesting. Yeah. That, is, it was that like, is pretty sophisticated early beer choice. Well, I think it was like just like... You just roll into frat parties like, I'm only drinking Killian's. <laughs> Excuse Please me, I have, a, I have a line. I yeah. don't cross it. <laughs> um, no, I did not drink it at parties. I drank whatever was handed out. Um, sure. But, yeah, I think it was like Two just... Two shotgunning. Two beers for shotgunning, please. Um, I think it was just like hipster enough that I felt like I was like a step above the like twenty four pack of natty. Dignified, but uh, it's also like there's not a lot to Achilles. Like it's really just smooth yeah. lager. So it was also like baby beer drinker Jason Crack was like, oh yeah, no, this is craft beer. Like okay, just out here drinking Achilles. You guys ever had an Ice House? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this new uh, this Rolling Rock, and they sell it in. Bigger boxes. (laughs) Love a good rolling rock. Just kidding. I have a rolling rock occasionally here because there's a place, Jason, we've been uh, near the house that sells them like two for four bucks or something. I'll still Uh, ride for rolling rocks. 16 ounce cans. I just don't. It's just not good. That's the problem. It's not that good. And it's a tremendous value. So I can talk myself into it if it's like cold really cold well but, yeah i mean that's the whole i mean that's the whole reason that dave staverna used to sell so much natty light like well, natty light was terrible but when you make it three dollars for a pitcher and serve it ice cold like measurable yeah. in kelvin but I, it was I, yeah, really good. <laughs> you're right i'm with you in that i i uh i just think that like there's of the light beer options rolling rock does not taste the best like i feel oh, no it's, I feel it's like middle of the road at best. I feel like uh, Miller Light has done a pretty good job of approximating a beer flavor for like a light beer approach. <laughs> wait, wait, if that wait. if that makes sense, like, no, it's, I agree. It's fine. It I understand it. It's really well. Yes, it's crappy beer, yeah. but it's like not as light as Natty, and it doesn't taste as corny as like Bud Light or Coors Light tastes. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I, the the big appeal of Rolling Rock was always that they sold thirty racks mm-hmm. for like fourteen ninety nine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we, we would just like, we literally one. get two a week and just load up the fruit and vegetable crispers with whirling rocks and just be <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. 
get on the case count. We went on a weird run in college where we were, uh, there was a bottle of grenadine on the table uh, when we were at all times, and there would be like oh. random like grenadine rolling rock like cocktails oh, going down. No. Was, Just to make hey. a little ombre. I said, <laughs> yeah, you know, I like my drinks like I like my girl's hair. Ombre, you know what I'm saying? But God. Anyhow, Emily, what? speaking of ombre, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a Dark Horse Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. Nice. Uh, I have a Kona Big Wave. Good choice. Um, I was looking for, you know, something that was refreshing, but also not fully light beer approach style. And um, as I don't know if we discussed this, maybe have been drinking a little bit more than usual since this whole coronavirus thing happened. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> so so yeah, needed a, a slightly better beer to just, you know, have my post-workout in the evening beer uh, when I sit on the porch and watch the, watch the traffic go by and <laughs> talk with my lady. So I said I don't let you talk to me while I'm working out. Well, yeah, but sometimes when you're done, we, we enjoy a drink together. Sometimes he's allowed to talk to you. Sometimes you're sometimes. allowed to mention something. Sometimes he's allowed to talk to me. The okay, other I'll night, me, he, shut up. <laughs> the other night, he suggested we do a workout after the workout. Oh, uh, yeah. And classic move. And it was one of my least favorite workouts too. So like the whole time, go, he's like trying to be all motivating. He's like, all right, come on, you got this. And I was just like, I was shut having, up. I, was having, I hate you. <laughs> Stop talking to me. I was having a particularly good day too. Just stomping at mm-hmm. the show. So it's okay. yeah, that's salt in the wound too. When the the encourager is having just the best day, it's I, like, I really don't. I really can't deal with it in this magnitude. It's like when you're playing a horrible round of golf and the person you're playing with is like six over through 12 and you're just like, you son of a like, <laughs> like that time at Swan and Jason, where you looked at me and you're like, where is this back nine yeah. coming from? Yeah. Where, yeah. Where exactly? You play the back nine like one over and I was flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. I broke, I broke a hundred the same day. I also broke 90. It just had yeah. an out of body experience. Converts <laughs> one yeah. stone, baby. <laughs> I played like you on Sunday. You, you played? I played Lakeview on Sunday. It's open? Oh, yeah. Yeah, golf is still allowed. I mean, the, the governor literally specifically called out golf as still permissible. Outdoor you know, exercise. I guess it's like Walker did you ride? No, I rode. I mean, they oh. just wiped out. You can only put one person in a cart, and you have to, like, keep a distance, which is absurd. Nobody does that. But it's I was playing when by I don't myself. hit it in the fairway, brother. Exactly. <laughs> military <laughs> golf. My entire career of military right. golf coming in handy. But, no, I played by myself. It was fun. Nice. Did you shoot? Shot, uh, shot 88. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah, 88. Played, <laughs> pay, played Lake Peak. It was great. Felt alive again. That's good. I'm happy for you. The extrovert in me. Not doing well with four straight weeks of quarantine since I got back. <laughs> <in the conference. laughs> you have no not, one to debate. I mean, that's why we yeah, really it's need my, to I got, I got nobody to, to Have you started like, calling in to victorious. talk radio shows and – and being that guy <laughs> who like calls the herd. I haven't, to... <laughs> but I, haven't, I haven't, but I can't guarantee it's not going to happen. Yeah, sure. Never say like never. Mike, I mean, Mike Schick, Schick would put me on, Mike Schickman would put me on like tomorrow if I wanted to do. a little to guest do. spot. Well, listen, Jason, if you want us all to come on with you, just just let me yeah. know. I got nothing but time. If you want to burn we'll, we'll the Mike Schickman bridge real quick, <laughs> just have, have, the, have the boys on. 
you know, have the wheel route on for an entire hour of uh, local uh, Valley Radio. That would be just he would be so confused as the we would generate calls. I promise. <laughs> just nonstop horrific anti Frank Beamer takes. Just really, really set the mood. Correct. Just slamming very specific local businesses. Yeah. People who own them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, Finn's trash, right? Finn's trash. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. So, uh, Jason played golf this weekend. Jason, anything else going on? Home projects, um, laundry, anything you got? There, there is the occasional load of laundry. Pretty proud of myself for that. <laughs> that uh, is good. Good to know that still works. Yep. Yep. You know what definitely works is our dishwasher. That works. Oh, MVP is the dishwasher. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Uh, I got myself a, a grown man steak to cook tomorrow night. Okay. Probably gonna probably gonna salt it in the morning, put it in the fridge all day. Nice. Um, bust out the cast iron. I'm gonna try the. I haven't. I've never done a reverse sear, so I'm gonna try that. I've never done it. Mm. It's there's, daunting. There's a guy who works. I follow him on Instagram. There's he works in UVA's uh, athletic department for like either video projects or something like that, and. On his Instagram story recently, he got his hands on Wagyu steaks from Wegmans, and it it caused some some mouth waterworks. Got just got the vapors a little bit. Oh my god! He was eating it at like three thirty in the afternoon. (laughs) It's like, okay, King, go ahead. Do you uh, do do you grill like just grill a Wagyu steak? No, he did the reverse. I was gonna say you gotta you gotta do the fanciness with it, but you can like. At worst, you, you do the normal sear. And put the sear on it that way. Right. Yeah. Hello? I think oh, I'm good. We're still there. All right. Yeah, I mean, at, at worst, you get the cast iron or something like that, and you do the normal sear. Yeah. But reverse sear is kind of the next step up. And people rave about, like, sous vide on steaks. I've never tried it. It feels weird to me. Seems seems uh, involved, and yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I, I mean... My only experience with sous vide has been like so-so. Yeah, but. I mean, I just you know I got I got a meat thermometer, I got a cast iron. I figured I would just go for it. Yeah, now's yeah. the time to learn and or improve skills. Put it, throw it up on the Instagram story too. I want to see it. I want to see this bad boy in action. Worst case awesome. scenario, awesome you find out if your smoke detectors work or not. Oh, they very much. Every time I normal sear a steak, it's smoke detectors okay. work. Don't you worry. So you're prepared. You're safe. I, I line up like there's. We have two circular fans in the house. I line them both up at the entrance to the kitchen. I open all the doors. Still makes it to the, the smoke detector. So the reverse sear, you sear it uh, first, and then you just throw it on the grill and bring it up to temperature, or no, not backwards. So that's a normal sear, where you you put it on really hot first and sear both sides, and then yes, you put it like in the sure. oven or on the grill and do that. The reverse sear. You put it in the oven at like 200 or like 250. Oh, I bring it up for like okay. four hours and bring so it up you, to like 200 you get no internal. Crust on it. Right. And then you toss it on and, and sear it in. So, what is what, your, what is the advantage of that? That you get more control over the middle of the meat done? It basically, you sear it? so like when you normal sear it, it goes from like your outer edges are going to be mostly gray all the way into like medium rare or whatever yeah. you want to do it. Whereas the reverse sear, pretty much makes it medium rare all the way through with just the crusts on the outside okay so if you if you do it right which is a fairly significant question for me tomorrow <laughs> i have no idea if that's gonna work uh jason do you do you eat like uh like would you eat like a tuna steak are you in on that i love tuna steak yeah really good, good uh on a just sear tuna steak like that same yep. way just hot 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 olive oil and uh 
like a minute on each side and so yep. it's still raw throughout oh my god that's probably totally like good. and then if you make like a little uh what was that sauce that like a ponzu is it ponzu mm-hmm. sauce like it's I had like a good mango. tuna steak sometime recently i don't remember when mango is that like what mango and uh mango and soy sauce together little uh sesame seeds Mm-mm-mm-mm. yep oh takes me back to costa rica <laughs> yeah good lord when we went to costa rica we caught some tuna and we ate tuna every just, day yeah. multiple times oh my a day God. we had mercury poisoning when we came back it was amazing <laughs> i'm trying to think where i just had tuna steak and i cannot remember it, it was that's the finnegan's wasn't it <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure they, it was a perfectly circular tuna steak because they just emptied the can they just the can once they popped it out of the plastic it looked great the and, albacore yeah <laughs> for sure uh, uh, me crazy i feel like it was around here but i don't know uh we did a uh mississippi style pot roast this weekend it was nice. pretty good uh delicious I still i still like i think that's my favorite way to do the pot roast uh-huh. um that's i'd like to do it with savory. a beef roast next time what, elab- like elaborate on mississippi style so it mississippi is butt sludge. <laughs> the mississippi butt sludge no it is um you you get a pot roast of any uh like a we used i've used a pork shoulder pretty much every time i've done it but you basically just put a stick of butter in there and a packet of ranch dressing powder and a packet of au jus gravy mix um, and uh, a handful of uh, like pepperoncinis. Interesting. And that's it. And you just uh, cook it on low for oh, like eight hours. Put, so I've done it where you also put the pepperoncini juice in there too. Okay. Yeah. I have, I think I've, I've done that as well. I try to maintain as uh, the juiciest of the pepperoncinis in there to let them cook down. But if, if you, if I go pork, pork um, has enough of its own rendering juices that I don't really find I need that much uh, uh, pepperoncini water, but um, yeah, it's actually, it's really good. I find pot roast usually very bland and just generally only good for like one meal. And then I'm pretty much done eating it if i have to go back and like warm it back up but this has been pretty good i think it's just because there's so much salt <laughs> in the ranch dressing powder and the aju aju gravy mix um but yeah i mean considering it's just a stick of butter and it's like four ingredients in the meat it's really easy but it's really good i i think it's a it's the ideal way to do it i think the butter really it tastes very buttery when you eat it too which is nice you've done it jordan right i have have you done it with a beef roast I think mine was pork as well. This okay, was several years ago. I'm gonna get some sort of beef roast next time and try it out just to see if it's uh, if it livens up the uh, the traditional pot roast vibe. Anything other than chicken breast. Oh Ugh. man, yeah, we had some chicken breast the other day that I really petrified. It is just hard to cook chicken breast well. We've been over this. This is not also breaking news, but man. Yep, I did some uh, I did some pork chops on the grill. Like a week and a half ago. Always good. Yeah. It's, it's, those are just tough. Like, I, I guess you can do the same thing to pork chops. Like, you can fricassee them and mess them up. Yeah. Right. But as long as you got like, keep a light touch on them and season them well, they're just, like, really good and easy. Like, yeah. Better consistency than a chicken like, breast. Did you bone-in? No, just the, just the boneless ones. Mm. I mean, they're, they're cheap. Like, at Martin's, it was, like, mm-hmm. four not huge pork chops for, like, yeah. seven bucks. Like, Yeah. I think good. the key to a really good pork chop though on the grill is bone-in oh the bone-in one's usually well bone-in is always the best always always so good good. anyway jordan what have you been eating uh just some odds and ends a lot of eggs uh you get i've been i've been scrambling a a bunch of eggs a 30 pallet of of brown eggs at sharp shopper for like four bucks 
nicely and, done uh, you're good to go for a while yeah so uh scrambled fried throw an egg or two in your waffle mix and make some waffles you know it's it's all sorts of poultry happenings you made here. that uh that crazy breakfast sandwich i sent you guys on twitter that was making the rounds on Dude, twitter that is so good emily is fully in on it. Not so yet. i don't think i have anything with the surface area that would allow me to like like i don't have the the flat <laughs> pancake of bread griddle side by side. or anything oh, oh. so but oh I is this that the foldable egg thing that we're yeah you said? i yeah, um yeah. I, it's it's enjoyable to make i don't i think i prefer a regular egg sandwich though see i've never been like a big egg sandwich person oh, wow. i think like when sorry mom i know you listen to this but when my mom made me like egg sandwiches growing up like the fried egg sandwiches they always just were so dry and so dense and i hate fighting <laughs> why that's smart look off your face <laughs> but this is kind of like you know how you did French toast it's and like French, an egg it's like mix two pieces of French so it toast. keeps the like yeah. bread really moist. The egg doesn't get too like crusty and fried. I like to put some um, cheese in it too when you flip it over yeah, and no, some avocado. That, that, that oh, mwah, it's delicious. Listen, it, it had, had its, no avocado. I don't know. <laughs> it had its uh, it had its pluses. Um, it was a, it was a fun approach. It's not really like great to handle though because it's just so damn hot because you got like fried You're eggs just around it. Egg, right, like. Yeah. That's yeah. what I like about egg on the inside of the bread is it protects me from the <laughs> scorching hot egg. Right. Gets it in my belly quicker, surrounded in an envelope of sprouted. Well, it's uh, interesting. Didn't that, that egg sandwich, that it worked with scrambled eggs, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it worked. You like basically scramble up eggs and then, yeah, you just right. like mm -hmm. lay the bread in the in eggs. The, and then you flip it. Right, right, right. So, yeah. You, I mean, but you basically make French toast. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of just like. It's just contain the egg inside it. Yeah, a contiguous yeah. piece of French Guys, toast. It's and fine. Crate. It's fine. I'll recreate like the the video okay. this weekend. Okay. Emily's got shot. pretty good. Shot for shot. Our <laughs> new uh, our new pans that we've been cooking with. Mercy. Been making shout some... out to Dave and Anne. Wow. 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 Really been making some some feel like such an adult. Beautiful now. eggs. Beautiful fried eggs. I haven't popped a yolk in what feels like damn near months. So. <laughs> It's a little things in life. Great to see. But yeah, anyhow, I mean, so Emily and I went and uh, this weekend we went and got, <laughs> we, we found that there was this local bar place close to us. Uh, their their drink that they offer is the Rum Runner. So they were doing to-go Rum Runners. So yeah, we, we got to-go Rum Runners and burgers. And I'm going to be honest, it was just so, so nice good. to eat food that had been prepared by another person for us. Like it wasn't even like, I like to cook. It's been pretty nice cooking, yeah. but like I don't know. At a certain point, like not every meal you make is really hitting when you're just making when you're just making food to survive. You know, you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna eat these damn sausages and these potatoes again. I guess. Like, Here we go. Oh, cool. Even care. even Mr. Chang gets Domino's. All right, we all yes. know this. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna put this. It tortilla was like a great cheese. burger. Okay, so on popular opinion alert, if I'm gonna eat a fast food burger, I really love. A Burger King Whopper. It's like my favorite fast food burger. Listen, I I ride for the stacker still. No joke. I like burger. I like it's the Whopper. So good. Out for the stacker line. I think yeah. Wendy's has a better burger, but I think uh, the Whopper is good. Though. The Whopper. Yeah. I like the flavors of the Whopper better. And this was like a lot of mayonnaise a, on the Whopper. See, I think, but I'm like a mayonnaise person. I'm, I'm okay with it. I just there is a lot of mayonnaise Sorry. on the Whopper. <laughs> and oh, are you not a mayonnaise person? I. I enjoy it, but I think it's one of the easiest condiments to like go overboard with oh, in terms of the line. Saying. The line is so fine. 
It's That's so reasonable. easy to cross over to too I can, much. Yeah, all right. So That's I might, an appropriate I take. might gross you out here. Um, my grandmother's go-to uh, growing up was to serve. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a lot to take in. So, <laughs> so I love tomatoes, just slice and eat them raw. And my grandma used to slather them with mayonnaise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. serve them to us that yeah, yeah. see, I'll that's... do I'll do like the fresh tomato from the garden with mayonnaise on like bread as a sandwich, and that's fine. Oh no, this was without bread. But yeah, not just like a, a chip <laughs> dipped into salsa <laughs> tomato into the, the mayonnaise. Tomato. Not not going there. Oof. Yeah, I have a I have a problem, but I I'm picky. <laughs> it it has to be Duke's mayonnaise yeah. or like homemade homemade mayonnaise. At least get good okay. mayonnaise. How yeah. do you feel about the olive oil based? mayonnaise uh-uh, no. have you had it not a fan i've i've tried making it that way before and it was awful uh-huh. hated it interesting anyway anyway going back to the burger king thing. back to the whopper so charlie's burger here in stewart recommended by the gator, our dear that's friend. the gators bar that's the local gators bar too you get go shot gators. every time the gators score a touchdown go get go recommended by our dear friend dave deacons i call him the mayor of stewart because he like knows everybody here martin county's finest and it was like a better like slightly more sophisticated whopper and bigger too obviously it was so good it was just a classic burger and um the rum runners well, let's just say Coach E was litty. Well, okay, they offer you the option of like what kind of like the uh, yeah. I was like, hi, I, I hear you have rum runners for sale. Can I, what's like Can explain I this? Ex- like explain. Well, I mean, like what do you say? Like explain this to me. Like yeah, I do. I was like, yeah. Also, this is just Logan's go-to like interaction anytime he's ordering like takeout or if he's in the starbucks line it's just this very uncomfortable conversation to listen to the look interesting it's tough we are it's learning tough when you're the person literally ordering 100 percent of the time i guess 100 you, you get you have 100 percent more opportunities to uh, have awkward conversations i suppose i just take so much joy out of listening to him struggle it's literally it's your job to talk to strangers about their problems but yet i'm the one who has to call and make the awkward right that means she doesn't so want to do fun. it in in normal life yeah yeah, well, neither do I, but as it turns Thank out, you. someone's got to do it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, having and holding, sickness and, <laughs> sickness and health, things like that. Uh, what were you even saying? Well, you were oh, no, they ask you, yeah, they offer you if you want the, she's like, well, do you want the floater on top? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. She's like, so you want 151 or Myers? And I was like, ah, just give me the 151. So <laughs> I, think, I think the 151 put Kochi over the edge a little bit. <laughs> it's been known to like do a, that. She took like a two and a half hour nap from like six thirty to eight thirty, like emerged. I also may have fired off some text messages that I forgot about. Actually, no, no. It was Don't some text messages. It was people I had been already talking to oh, throughout yeah. the day, but then also responding to people's like uh, comments on Instagram. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> pretty sure i invited people to come down for like a road trip it's fun yeah she was so i go in there and she's just like on her back like hands crossed on her chest just like perfectly <laughs> asleep like dead corpse buzz and just emerges from the bedroom at like 8 30 p.m like <gasps> how long have i been asleep it's like i mean it's been a pretty good pretty good run there so they anyhow. were delicious though oh they were really good. So good the run runner was nice anyhow it was perfect it was what we needed i think we were kind of in that we were sort of feeling the blues a little bit on uh friday and saturday yeah. so then a little Sunday, we sat on the porch, had our burgers and our rum runners, 
lovely day. Might run it back this weekend. <laughs> one more, do, do it to me one more time, DJ. One more yeah. So, anyhow, it is amazing how much you miss. Like, I don't, know, I, mean, I don't know how much takeout you guys have gotten, but that was the first time we've gotten takeout. Yeah. Well, we went to Popeyes and had a Popeyes sandwich once. But... Yeah, because I had never had one before, and yeah. you're like, it's time. Oh, was that your first one? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It was um, Mm-mm. it was overdone. It was burnt. It was done. The chicken was oh, overdone no. and no, dry. They messed it up. I can't. can't yeah. I liked the sauce. I got one a couple days later, and it was good. I wow, hiding <laughs> takeout for me again. Well, it was, it, it was when I went to work on Monday. Uh, <laughs> I had a conference call, so I stopped. Gotcha. Popeyes must be nice. Gotta drive safe. <laughs> I think my problem. I I really like the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And so when you're expecting it to taste like that and it doesn't, it's just... Well, I have a question. Why did you expect it to taste like that? I don't know. I I think what I'm saying is like, if that's something you enjoy, it's going to be the thing you measure all other chicken sandwiches against. That's true. But I would just say that like, do you, you like the strips from from Popeye's a lot. Yes. So why did you not think they were going to taste like that? Because that's, in my mind, Popeye's I, has a much I'm better, not, they have a crispier chicken all the way around. It's yep. just crispier in general. So that's what you're, in my mind, that's I'm like gonna one of the re, big selling I'm going to reframe my statement. Okay, please. It's, I was expecting it to taste different because obviously they're different restaurants. Sure. However, I think what I'm trying to say is like Chick-fil-A is my, me- like what I measure mm-hmm. other fried chicken sandwiches against. Okay. And this fell short and I was disappointed. I'm tracking with you now. Yeah. It was um, it was burned. It was a little. It was too. It was too crispy. And And that's like that's a really good way, and pretty much the only way to mess one of those up is if yeah. And I think that's just that's Popeyes. That's what you're running into. Chick Fil A is going to be pretty consistent across the board. Any time of the day, you're going to roll in there and get. You know why? Because perfection. (laughs) Because 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 Jesus is because they want you to have play acoustic version of Newsboys songs. They pray over every fillet before they fry it. This is a uh, this is a uh, acoustic version of Jesus Freak by DC Talks. I mean, if you know, <laughs> here we go. Um, I had uh, I actually had a Popeyes chicken sandwich for lunch today. Nice. nice. Uh, it was fantastic. Have you had the non-spicy? Yeah, I started with the non-spicy. Oh, okay. See, I've never had the regular. I've only had the spicy. Yes. I haven't either. I think. Well, I I, I originally ranked that. I I do think the Chick Fil A. Spicy tastes better than the Popeyes regular. Um, sure. Just because there's not a lot. Obviously, there's less to the Popeyes regular. Um, yeah. But I still prefer the Popeyes texture to the Chick Fil A texture. Like I, li- I like that crunch. Oh, the crunch is really nice. Yeah. And the pickles Big. are better too. They actually are. Better I will pickles. say I did yes. like the pickles better at. Um, PP. Yeah. That is important. That's the to technical know. term. Huh? Love to see it. Um... All right. Anything else, Emily? Emily, you have anything to share? About food? Yeah, life, food. I've been baking a lot. Yeah. A lot of banana bread. Emily's been on the banana bread kick. as It always has to be chocolate chip banana bread because I ain't wasting no time. And um, I also made homemade OCPs, which do you guys get the OCP reference or is that just like me? Is that one community place? That's, oh. <laughs> that's the OCP I'm aware of. Oatmeal cream pies. Okay, so okay. someone else okay. pointed out to me that OCPs is not like just a common 
I love oatmeal cream pies, but I have never called them OCPs. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember, I, I don't think we called them that growing up. I'm trying to remember if it was something we called them, like my college roommates and I called them. But I was thinking about this recently. I think when I was leading youth group with Catherine, wow. when both your younger brother and Jordan's younger brother wow. were, you know, my underlings. <laughs> I think we called them OCPs, but I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but I just assumed that's what everyone called them. But yeah, I made some homemade oatmeal cream pies. They're pretty good. See, I'm not an oatmeal cream pie person. So <gasps> not for me. Wow. Jason, Why? Or did either of you see the tweet with the like nine little Debbie, little Debbie adjacent snacks saying, you know, it's the, you got to save three. Which ones are you taking? Oh, no. I'd I be interested in hearing your responses to that. They have I'll, to I'll do it. I'll do it live. Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I quote tweeted it at one point. So you can go off my timeline. Catch me up here. The uh, the little Debbie grid of nine snacks. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Right, right here. Choose three. Oh jeez. Uh, these are. I, I want to be clear. This is not my area of expertise. Um, is is number eight just a regular honey bun? Yeah, I think so. So I would I would likely be super boring here and go two, which is the log swirl thing. Which are like the Swiss. Rolls, Swiss roll, yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, eight, which is the the honey bun, and seven, which is like the little all chocolate cupcake with the white swirl on top, like the little zebra cake. Seven. Oh really? no, no, no. That's just wow. Yeah. I'm wow. T- I'm telling you, this is not, I'm I welcome all mockery here because this is not my. I I'm not one to mock. Way. I'm just uh. I'm just going surprised. I'm going four for sure. I'm going nine for sure. People can't see the numbers, so you're gonna have to say what. Sorry, I'm going oatmeal cream pie for sure. I'm going. Uh, what is nine? The nutter butter. Nutter, nutter, nutter nutter buddies. Buddies. Yeah, nutty yeah. buddies, and I'm. I think I'm gonna go six. The Star Crunch. Also an interesting. I think six is one of the more polarizing snacks on this. Program. Yeah. Would you say Twinkies are also one of the more polarizing snacks? Yeah, I would say. I don't mind a Twinkie. Six. I don't mind a Twinkie, but I don't know that I would like to be stuck with them. I would agree with that. Plus, I think Rob McClellan scarred me for life on Twinkies. Uh, like, seventh grade disciple now. Because you can get them full of, like, hot sauce and horrible things. And, oh, no. Yeah. That's awful. I hate sorry, to see that. To those, um, <laughs> those no, number three, the brownies, are horrifying. Have you had those things? They're like, yeah. They weigh like a pound and a half each. And I mean, <laughs> they are dense. I'll give them that. They are thick. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, yeah, if you're trying to capitalize on calories per dollar, probably a good move. But I think Stephanie LaSalle made like a homemade version of those for her baseball team. <laughs> really? Great. Yeah. I think I would save the oatmeal cream pie. Definitely the the nutty bars. Those, oh my god, that was like my favorite. You like the wafer? Big fan oh, of wafer. Big fan of wafer. Um, and I think I'd have to go to the honey buns. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna need some milk to go with all. Of Jordan, these. you chose the zebra cake, right? Oh, Number five. I did. Yeah. Now, see, I think the zebra cake is pretty good. The zebra I just, cake is pretty good. It's kind of, it's not too dense. That yeah. gives you good variety too, because you have some chocolate, you have some oatmeal cream you have pie, some cake, you have, you have some yeah. cream, yeah. And my thinking was, honey bun. Like I will ride for a gas station honey bun all day, every day, yeah. especially like 
you know, getting ready to go fishing or play around a golf or whatever, you know, slap two honey buns in the cart or in the kayak and let's get it done. And that, that honey bun on like 11 green just hits different. Yeah. I don't know I, what it is. My thinking in choosing five, which are the zebra cakes over eight was that five is so unique. Like eight, you can pretty much replace with like a donut or a something else and get you close to that. That's but true. A zebra yeah. cake is more uh, niche, if you will. That's a good point. Real ones, yeah. no. I like your logical approach to this. Yeah. Logic over emotion, you know? We've wow. talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> Who says Love I'm a feeler? <laughs> Love to see it. Um, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad to see that we're all thriving and surviving. Yes. Food wise, culinary wise. Uh, Jordan, how is the car? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? No, so <laughs> I don't want to know anything else right now. Yeah, so uh, I decided in this time of social distancing and just general, you know, slow downness of society that you know what I'm going to take the plunge. I'm going to replace the catalytic converter on my car that has been ruled to be bad. Yes. Uh, so I went ahead and dove in with both feet and uh, as as I have been wont to do, um, bit off a little more than I could chew in a day, which, <laughs> which again, like I, I think this time around, I rolled really well with the punches. I didn't like it didn't get me down. My spirits weren't in the gutter for terribly long. It was just mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of used to this by now. This this happens. So I I mean, I was rolling until I had to pull the oxygen sensors out of the old section of pipe. Uh, the rear O2 sensor came out fine. I thought the front O2 sensor, which is your air fuel ratio sensor, I thought that came out fine as well until I went to put it into the new section of pipe and it just wouldn't take. So I looked at the threads and they were stripped to hell. Oh, uh, no. So I just said, okay. Same sensor? Say what? It was the, you were reusing the same sensor? Yeah. Okay. So I went ahead and uh, just, just put a pin in it at that point. Uh, shout out to Merle for coming to pick me up from the garage. Give me a ride home. Let <laughs> me borrow the... Uh, black beauty the honda that they have where are you uh where are you doing these fixes so this is at uh the garage at my grandmother shank's house nice. uh out out 33 towards clover hill and stuff uh that that stuff. that general area uh, <laughs> we, we don't need to smoke grandma out, out there out there in the branch yeah out that way um, <laughs> out yonder yeah so i just left the car in the garage said i'll get a new sensor and figure out what's next after that uh <clears> did some so that was saturday uh sunday located a new sensor at one of the uh automotive chain stores here in the area went and who doesn't a, pay us for product placement yeah went uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be nice um <laughs> paid a bit of a premium to get it uh that day since they had it in stock rather than waiting on an amazon order to show up but um these probably these good the times we're in um 
Went and dad helped me put it back together Saturday. We had to wait 24 hours for some RTV gasket to fully cure on the back section of the pipe that we reattached and drove it home Sunday. Everything went great. Uh, went on a sharp shopper run yesterday. Check engine light came back on, but for um. different codes this time. So, oh no! The, <laughs> so yeah. So here's the thing: is like I, I'm not terribly worried because these codes have never shown up before, and I think I know what's wrong. Um, hmm. They so the code wasn't the same, which is encouraging. It means that the repair PO four twenty, right? That's yeah. uh, that's, that's lean fuel to fuel to lean or whatever catalyst, <laughs> catalyst yeah. system. Uh, inefficiency code oh, i know i know so i the one the new ones that showed up on my sharp shopper run were uh cylinder one cylinder three and cylinder five misfire um which i believe is because one of the exhaust manifold nuts didn't torque all the way when i put the exhaust back on the engine so i think there's a teeny bit of exhaust leak there that i just gotta shore up and that's what caused one misfire. Code didn't hasn't come back after I cleared it. Um, so all in all, in good spirits. It could have just been burp, like weird burp through the line too, while you got your new, uh, while you got your new, yeah, you know, getting exhaust system online, getting yeah. the new converter hot and getting a nice sear on it. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm feeling good. I I think uh, yeah, I think all things considered, could have gone. Much worse. I could have snapped one of those studs in the head, yeah. and really had some uh, some poor attitude issues that probably would still be here today. Um, so praise Jesus that didn't happen. And uh, all all you know, all things considered, I'm I'm pretty thankful. So that's well done. I've snapped a stud off on uh, on a Subaru. It's not. Uh, it's a pretty. It's a pretty troubling pretty troubling couple of minutes while you ascertain what the next step is so uh so when well, when you did that did you drill did you have to go through the whole like drill and tap it out type deal or uh-huh yeah yeah so it worked out it was the stud that held the master cylinder on Emily's that would car. do it yeah the yep. master the master cylinder uh against basically what amounts to be the firewall between like where your feet are and the clutch so we just i mean praise god but we had enough space to get the drill in there my buddy had uh he was more industrious than i i would have just been really upset and towed the car probably but he um we had enough space we pulled some stuff out to be able to drill yeah just we drilled the, the stud out and drilled into the interior of the car basically <laughs> and then just bolted it then just basically pulled the bolt through and just had sure. a new stud. this was sean right yeah that guy man he has come in clutch for really, us really saved our butts multiple times shout out to him don't know if he listens to the pod he also was uh, responsible for basically doing all of the work fixing our sliding glass door after the great yeah. sliding glass door on the bedroom shatter incident of 2019 he helped us uh, put in our new mailbox uh, we had also taking out the old one, which was quite mostly familiar. helped with taking out the old one, the, the yard of concrete that was buried out there to <laughs> hold down the parking baller. He's just are, the kind of guy who like has so many tricks of the trade. He's like, down for a challenge too. He's willing which is great. to just like, okay, so here's what I'm thinking and just go for it. A so. Tremendous friend. Tremendous L- lucky friend, to right? have him. Yes, absolutely. Shout out. So, um, 
Well, good. I'm glad. Uh, tremendous Tame Impala usage on the Instagram story, too. Shout out to you for that. I like to, uh, Logan was so proud. I like Thank where your you. head was at on that. That was great. Um, Only bangers over here. <laughs> he was so stoked. <laughs> I, got that, uh, I got that vinyl, too. It's nice. Ooh. How many times well, have you played it? Several. Too many. Yeah. Emily doesn't like them that much. I I like them. I just can't. I I don't Emily, like It doesn't have high re-listenability for Emily. Right. Yeah, and I feel like a, a lot of their songs, like, they would do better with more people if more of their songs were kind of more high energy. I, yeah. Um, that, I think uh, Currents, that album Currents is, is better. That one has more I would have to go re-listen to that one. But. It, I think that's their one that they got pretty popular off of. That one has more, like, of your traditional high energy, like, super groovy bangers. So. Yeah, like... <laughs> This is so SPD. I like this album more than the previous one because I thought the previous one was fairly slow and kind of okay. like lower. It was a lower T album. If, if I, I would agree with that, like this one is better than their last one. That's for yeah, sure. there's a little more pep in this one. Step, yeah, okay. I think I've been, I don't remember um, when Currents came out then, uh, but check on that because I think I thought the Currents was better, but I think maybe Currents has like a handful of songs that are just like. Tame Impala classics, and the balance of the songs maybe aren't actually that good. What were you saying? Um, if you were to listen to my spring 2020 playlist on Spotify, you would see that I'm currently in a season where I'm swinging between two very extremes of like some high energy, like let's get it done kind of music, <laughs> and some like uh, low country blues, southern rock. Um, yeah, probably just missing my my. Charlestonian roots. Yeah, I told country. Logan, my low country. Yes, I told Logan today and some friends. I was like, I think my post-COVID trip is. I would really like to go to Charleston. Mama needs some good shrimp and grits and yeah. some good music and maybe a good oyster. Like, yeah, I don't what? care where we go as long as I'm deep in a bat of shrimp and grits. So that's I all. Mean, that's all I'm in. If for. you're going for good shrimp and grits, you you just have to go to Charleston. I mean, like. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've never had really good shrimp and grits outside of that city. You didn't I think mean, New Orleans does pretty well. I'm not going to lie to you. Where? New Orleans. I could see oh, that. Yeah, I yeah. could definitely yeah. see that. Yeah. What were you going to ask me? You didn't think the Bay Local shrimp and grits was good? I liked those shrimp and grits at Bay Local. Bay Local was good, but it's not It's not Charleston good. Fair enough. Yeah. I think I had some good shrimp and grits in Savannah, too. Same, I've never been. Same vibe, though. Same I think it's Savannah, too. I said like I would, I would compromise Mike. with Savannah or St. Augustine for a trip. Oh, St. Aug. I love Go to St. Aug and get some, some datil pepper goodies. Woo. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. Pepper sauce. <laughs> love it. Um, Very good. Uh, what, what right. is, remember when we talked about college football? Those were fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can do that now. It's never gonna. It's never gonna happen. No. Well, you know, I was just gonna. I mean, coaches, I've been. Right? I've been listening to uh, a lot of Creed's Clearwater Revival. Oh, they're kind of kind of new band. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. Um, <laughs> just sprinkling in some some BTO. Just a little sprinkle. A little sprinkle of BTO and some Three Dog Night. Just classic. You know. Wow. They're they're kind of new. Most people haven't heard of them. It's not a big deal. <laughs> hey, I've been listening to the band 
So Ooh, good choice. The band and the Almond Brothers. So fratty of you, Emily. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, geez, where's Ben Mars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, I've, when's I've your old crawfish cookout, Emily? Sigma New Xanadu is coming up. We're, getting, we're having a, the band cover band coming in. Did so you get the truck right. of sand for the house yet? <laughs> <laughs> we have considered that, actually. Um, we did. Actually, I proposed getting some sand to put in the back. Yard, so we can pretend it's a beach since all the beaches are closes. closed. Closes. Close, 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 close. Well, beaches are closes. <laughs> yeah, sad times. Um, all right, before we get to college football, we've all seen Tiger King at this point, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think we should. Uh, I think it's our American duty to talk about it. Yeah, I think podcast. we need to talk about it because we all sort of experienced it in one like 72 hour run, I feel like, <laughs> uh, for the we most had part. Some time. To, we, to let it have, breathe, but also to forget. We have, we have stuff, had some time. So I am. I'm a struggling. Trauma. <laughs> I, I'm struggling to find a show that hit the highs that this show hit from episodes like uh, two to yeah. five, or two to four just, and a half. Just I in terms that of sandwich sheer, was so good. That's yeah. so much going on. Just and, in terms of sheer, like what the like they couldn't introduce another twist, and that was like six twists before they finally like, i mean it was like twists and just like yeah you thought this guy was wild like check yeah. out how wild this guy was but um yeah that was a lot lot going on there um i mean wow really <laughs> saved us in our time of need that's for sure yeah yeah so i think for me the most impressive thing about this series um was that it <laughs> it did provide so much shock and awe factor mm -hmm. in terms of the personalities involved, the storylines involved. Cause I feel like with the, the explosion of like social media and all this, like you just get bombarded with different people and different content all the time. And yeah. so you become sort of desensitized to like what is actually surprising to you or what like, you actually can't believe you're seeing this. Hmm, like I feel fun. like, like when a when a show like uh, like Duck Dynasty or those Swamp Gator Hunters came out, yeah. like way back, way back in the early 2010s or whatever <laughs> that was, people were like, "Wow, these people are so strange," and now that wouldn't even make a blip on anybody's radar <laughs> but it's like in in the year of our lord 2020 these people just like blew up my, sometimes it's my just understanding it's just the of right what what is normal and what exists out there sometimes yeah. it's just the right story at the right time can make yeah. all the difference yeah yeah because yeah, I mean, one one person i saw on twitter was like they took a screen grab of the uh it was the guy who wore the prosthetic legs. Yeah. Uh, Raneke, I think his name was. And he was driving around in that like three wheeled slingshot <laughs> with a skeleton riding shotgun. And I saw they said, yeah. they said, it's so remarkable that a show can bring this character up in this vehicle with a skeleton riding shotgun in the final episode. And you're not even at all surprised you don't even bat an eye yeah this is normal this yeah. happens well it was like there was the other screenshot of, i think it was the cop who had investigated uh carol murdering her husband mm. which we'll revisit but oh. let's be honest here it totally happened <laughs> um but like 
somebody posted a screen grab of him talking in his living room, and he was like, the, the tweet was just like, "This is by far the most normal person in the whole documentary," and still look at the decor, and it's, you know, the four of us are fairly desensitized to absurd Florida decor at this point. Yes, but it's like. <laughs> Like weird, like half gator heads on the wall, and like very strange, like oval picture frames, and like oh, the oval picture frames. little trinket, little trinkets on the shelves that are like glass elephants and gators and stuff. <laughs> and they were like, and still like, look at look at his. This is his living room, yeah. and so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, like one of the most redeeming characters was a dude that had like like. Served prison time for yeah. like being present while a guy's head was chopped off with a circular yeah. saw or something. Like that. And he well, was yeah, like, well, that was, was the thing. Like the the dude that Scarface was based on dropped yeah. in for like a four minute cameo, and then okay, that was it. That's all yeah. we need to hear from him. Oh, I mean, they totally breezed over. I mean, like we visited the guy plenty. There's a whole episode basically dedicated to him, and we kept revisiting Mr. Doc Antle. But like, we totally breezed over the fact that like. Somehow his name was changed to Bhagavan at some time. He, he basically he, considers himself a deity. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a doctor of mystical science. He studied in China. He lived in a place called Yogaville, Virginia for a while. Yeah. He, um, his name is Bhagavan, which is crazy. Have you guys seen Wild Wild Country? Like, I mean, that was oh. the... That was the. He's the, totally running. Oh, off. how have you guys not seen Wild Wild Country? What? Oh my god! Oh my god! You have okay, to watch have it. To watch it is. It is insanity. I will come and find you. I know where you go. Okay. Live. Regardless. I will drive fourteen hours. Doc, yeah, you Doc got is there, and like honestly, Doc was like, "You're like, oh yeah, this guy is um clearly operating some sort of sex cult, uh, tiger themed sex cult, and yeah. like." We just didn't have time to really get yep. into that, you know. <laughs> there was, there was too two, much I, guess. I don't know. He forced a woman to get a boob job, and we're just grazing over. Not, that, like, I don't, okay. I don't believe it was woman. I believe it was like most of them. I think most were, of them. yeah, oh, definitely almost yeah. all. Of them he, um, he has actually been on the Levitard show the last two days. There, <laughs> so Dan, Dan does this weird thing. It's like if they have a guest that they enjoy having, like at the very end of the interview, like when they're saying goodbye, he says like, "All right, well, can we talk to you tomorrow?" Like just throws it in, and if they say yes, then they just bring him back tomorrow. <laughs> so they've been like, they had uh, Mike Leach on like ten straight days up until Mike Leach's recent. Uh, um, you know, shenanigans that maybe needs to lay low from for a while. But uh, so, yeah, we're on day two of Doc Antle coming on. And like the dude is just a, just a ravishing salesman is all he is. Oh, yeah. wow. He's like, yeah. and, and uh, you know, I, like they're definitely doing a bit and they're like throwing him softball questions and kind of just like playing into his like ridiculousness and kind of letting him like decide what he gets out in front of. <laughs> but I mean, but also worth noting like how long he's been doing like yeah he didn't like someone they found uh like last week that that famous like britney spears performance where she uh-huh. had the snake yep. like yeah. doc Campbell was the one that handed her the snake like we had yeah. all the animals backstage like but his his elephant was the elephant that was in larger than life yeah and... he's been doing this for like 25 years yeah so i mean i think there's an argument to be made that like of all of the people like he clearly had the best setup his animals are clearly treated yeah. the best like whatever you want to make of it it's still like a slimy industry yeah. for lack of a better word it's it's yeah. a testament to how awful everybody involved was <laughs> yes that yes. he came off as the poly- like oh well i mean there's these two rednecks down here but then there's the polished sex cult leader up here in myrtle beach so everything's fine up there, like, goatee yeah yeah to you know hollywood and the music industry right. it's fine so. 
I think what really stands out, Logan and I were talking about this, and it even speaks to the fact that he's been going on Dan Libertard's show two days in a row, is they're all such narcissists oh, yeah. oh, that they're gosh. willing to like just totally freely give out this information mm-hmm. and like yeah. have their life like yeah. documented. But then they all also, once the documentary came out, are all up in arms. This is not yeah. a positive portrayal or accurate portrayal. It's like, like you let okay. this dude document your life for four years. <laughs> because and- <laughs> you are like so narcissistic that like. Well, it also gets fun. like, I'm, I'm sure that plays into the fact that like apparently polygamy is a thing in the big <laughs> yeah, animal world. I mean, if you're a big like, cat person, I guess like everyone's a sexual deviant and that's just like how you, how you roll, huh? So you've got. You've got Doc Antle, who yes. is the polygamist, like, has Very, running, he, a cult. running Running he actually, his own personal harem, basically. Right. Yeah, yes. I mean, I don't know that he's but necessarily he married has, to them. He's just, like, clearly running some sort of sex-themed cult. But, yes, go on. <laughs> but then you have Joe Exotic, who is clearly a pedophile and is, like, preying on young, vulnerable, straight men. So he's it, He basically... He basically seduces young hetero, otherwise heterosexual men with meth, which is yeah. Yes. And they wait until episode five to just be like, right. "Oh yeah, the reason these guys actually stuck around is because they were Drugs. meth heads." Right. And and, and, and he bought forgot. he bought what's his name a bunch of trucks. So there's like he... six different places where that's bananas problematic, and so yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I'm gonna go a little dark here. Also, disclaimer, have never interacted with Joe Exotic, so I can't diagnose him. But I guarantee you that that man, like, was sexually abused himself and has some kind of trauma. Like, the fact that all three of his husbands he met at age 19 is not a coincidence. Something happened to him yeah, at that I age. I guarantee you. there's a high it. probability. Well, I mean, and he even shared that, like, I mean, obviously. He attempted suicide. He, he attempted suicide. He struggled with uh, uh, homosexual identity and I think his parents struggled with his homosexual his identity. His dad definitely got, did. Yeah, yeah. So, like, dad said he wasn't allowed to come to the funeral. Yeah. And, yeah. That um sucks trauma, because trauma. you get, trauma. but that is a traumatic event that like someone is going to carry with them for the rest of their life. And um, now listen, such a character though. Wow. wow. Tremendous. Wow. The silk shirts. Um, doesn't, uh, doesn't excuse a lot of the awfulness. No, 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 absolutely not. Um, <laughs> the I think the best. I think, and this might be unpopular. My favorite scene in the whole thing, Jason. I might have I might have texted you about this. Was when they were interviewing Joe's uh, Joe's one husband that was missing a couple teeth, um, and he was uh, who like, got who got a big glow up by the way. Shout oh, out to him, huge glow up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who um, so with the horrific tattoo over his crotchal region that ended up getting that, covered. That he got right? covered up. Yeah, and one of the alert. most mostly covered up. mostly yeah. covered up yeah yeah and, and a questionable cover up job but uh he was recounting how the the <laughs> the gator house burned down where the studio oh, was oh. and he was just like yeah, i just don't up. understand how a person can go in there and burn down the gator and kill seven of my crocodilians and, and he just he just said he just says seven of my crocodilians so matter of factly yeah. and i was like oh what was his name? Uh, I forget what his name was. Oh, I, I thought it was Joe that said that. I thought it was Joe that said crocodilians, but I no, it was. Uh, I'm looking. It up. was his, it was his husband. husband one. Yeah, husband one. I oh mean, there's God. like you could you could. Make I a just top like 15. I cracked up. I was just like that. That was fantastic. <laughs> you could make a top fifteen best quotes and then 
make another top 15 best quotes that would be equally as good. I mean, any anytime Joe Exotic is is filming a commercial for some <laughs> crappy yeah. guys, there were apparently two other husbands that were not shown in the series. Wow. That's not shocking at all. Holy! Um, yeah, sorry. Well, they, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't show the one obviously because he killed himself. Well, they showed a lot of it. But, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they, they showed the guy. historic footage. Yeah, his first husband was apparently a security guard at a gay cowboy bar in Texas called the Roundup Saloon. Oh, okay. Do we think that's, that's maybe where uh, Jed was also? Bachelor you know, <laughs> 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 Jed. <laughs> oh, um, and then that guy apparently died of complications from HIV. Ooh, sad. Yikes. Um, and then he married a. An events producer named Jeffrey Hartpence. Oh, what a name. Wow. Um, who developed the Traveling Tiger slash Magic Show. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, again, he didn't take that last name. He took like every other last name yeah. that he married into to, where, yeah. to the point where he had like four AKAs when he, he was running for governor. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, he ran for president and also governor right. of yes, Oklahoma. He also gave one of the most disturbing performances I've ever seen at a uh, at a loved one's funeral. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's... Let's talk about the country music career for a second. Okay. Fair that's fair. His so, his singing he... voice is so much different from his speaking voice. Well, and I know there's him. a lot of computer. It cannot be him. It's and not him. It's no, not no, no, no. him. It's there's not. a whole lawsuit going on. It's a on band. This. Oh, really? It's a, it's okay. A completely different band, and he just dubbed it. Yeah. Okay. That checks. Because that didn't make any sense at all. They're like suing him, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't at this Learning point? Learning something new every day. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. So that's not him. I, I otherwise, Jordan, I'm with you because, yeah. I mean, there's no way that this guy was like, come on, come on down to the tiki bar and, and have you a beer and, and maybe smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, I, I couldn't reconcile, like, okay, I've seen the guy's web TV series and how poorly produced <laughs> this is. But some of these country songs actually sound like radio quality. Right. And you know the lyrics the lyrics are well, very rudimentary. So, so somebody yeah. pointed out somebody made a like ranking of diss tracks and put, it was just like two through five was like Tupac and Biggie and like all those guys. And the number one was Joe Exotic with Your Kitty Kitty <laughs> as the Carol killed her husband. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's another thing that uh, Doc Antle keeps bringing up on the Levitard show too. Is that Carol definitely killed her husband? And he just brings that up freely too. Like, wow, I mean, so crazy. so yeah. The the two mysteries in the entire run of the show was who burned down the Crocodilian's barn and did Carol murder her husband? Right. Oh, she definitely murdered her husband. And I think <laughs> Carol, I think Carol definitely murdered her husband. And I think it was Joe Exotic that burned down the crocodile barn. I agree oh, with Joe Exotic burning it down. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I also think when Carol said later in the series about like, oh, if he, if his workers really wanted to kill him, they would have slathered his yeah. juice and sardine she gets, oil. She gets real alone. specific. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that was a little too on the nose. She is just so strange though, because it's hard to get a, I am not defending Carol. Let, let it be known. However, she is such a weirdo with like the way she interacts, like just normally that it's hard to yeah. tell if she's being defensive or if she's just a weird person yeah, because like every time she like immediately jumps to like, 
well, I couldn't have killed him because of this, this, and this. <laughs> it's like, why are we laughing about that? that that's really weird. Yep. You seem like a weird, strange, guilty and person. And like, I'll, I'll be the first. Always seem like that. I'll be the first one to admit that, like, very clearly, the, the documentary was like agended to lay out the facts that Carol definitely killed her husband. Whereas even the, yeah. like, even the cop was like, yeah, like we couldn't find any evidence of that. Um, so. It, part of it is because the documentary was filmed that way. But that being said, she definitely did it. Yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, yeah. Well, and her brother about... probably helped her cover it up, too. Yeah. It's all laid out there, guys. That's yep. the thing. Yeah. I am, I am buying into this salacious sensation. I will also say is... It, it is fairly convenient, though, that this guy, like, was basically living a double life, had numerous ladies, numerous in different area codes for lack of a better word and was will. always going to, to Costa Rica call it yeah and uh and just disappeared like it, it works out pretty well in his favor that he could just be in Costa Rica chilling right now <laughs> no no yeah. nobody would know. Could be, but I I think that Carol picked up on it and if he had just disappeared there's no way like she directly benefits from that right like so she well I mean it would have been the same the it would have been the same thing that happened, which is that she couldn't. She had to get him legally. Declared had to get him dead. legally declared yeah. dead, which is what, like three years or which something. She did it said. three or five years after. Five. Yeah, and then she she got it declared. She got him declared legally dead the day after the deadline passed. Yeah. Right. And what better way to guarantee that that's going to yeah. happen and that he's not just going to like appear Turn in Costa Rica and to kill him? Oh, so you got to reset the counter. He popped back over the water. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I'm just saying there's no way to know that he isn't in Costa Rica. No, right that's now. fair. So that, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Whereas, like, the cops were like, "Well, no, there's like, there's not any real strong evidence because there's some explanations for this." Whereas the documentary is like, "No, like, here's the family complaining and that sort of thing." She meet her new husband because I feel bad for that guy. So, did y'all see the tweet that floated the theory that Jeff Lowe was Carol's first husband, and that they've been in cahoots oh. this whole time? That's hilarious. Like no, they even but... put the photos up side by side and did an overlay, and it is spooky how much that <laughs> guy looks like. That's fascinating. Yeah. So the and it would even make more sense if because okay, not not to downplay or try and discredit what I Carol her first went through was in her first relationship because she said like it was very abusive. She was trying to get out. Like she. She met the rich old guy, husband number two, basically walking, crying down the street. But if Jeff and Carol were originally married and they know this this uh, old old Mr. Moneybags is in the area, they set the plan into motion that way. That gives her a valid backstory to even fall into this rich guy's arms. It's the perfect crime. Wow. It's the perfect crowd. Also, we haven't mentioned Jeff yet, but wow, what a wow. what an addition! What an addition to this staff. Like with that cast and just how kind of horrible humans most of the people on the show were. Do you know how hard it is to drop in in episode five and be the worst person on the show? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he, he, he is just like truly no redeeming qualities. What is that? Uh, I saw a tweet today that said Jeff Lowe is the kind of guy that definitely makes his kids pose with Hooters waitresses for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, any picture you see of him with like the flat Bill Oakley hat on, oh, the bandana, gosh. looking like a knockoff like Tupac wannabe white guy. Just and awful. Then, 
just clearly running a scam at all times. Like, I mean, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I couldn't get over just his look in general. Like, he looked like that at all times. Even though he's not, like, wrangling. He's not, like, feeding tigers in, like, designer jeans. Yeah. And an oak, like, an Oakley, <laughs> sort of Oakley Flatville hat situation. Um, yeah, wild. Wild all around, for sure. Yeah. 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 Coming out with another episode this week, I believe. And apparently there's going to be a spinoff show that focuses more on Carol and the disappearance of her husband i mean at this point bring it on i can't get enough content yeah so. i i feel like i can I just i'm not proud it of it involve... but i can sorry jason go ahead i said i'm not proud of it but i can admit like yeah i'm definitely gonna watch that like <laughs> yeah, obviously. i don't have anything better to do I, even I if i did have yeah i don't want to watch a carol centric show though where she's She's the main character. So like, if the... it's everyone else talking about her, absolutely bring yeah. it on. But if she's the main person getting Fair. the screen time, I I don't want to see it. Well, so I have like a I have like a hard and fast rule in reality television that like <laughs> you've got I'm a not, code. I respect it. I, yeah, I have a code. So like I don't watch the Kardashians ever because like yeah, I'm sure they're a glorious show, but I don't want them making any money off of me. Um. Which is one reason I like Tiger King so much is like I don't think any of these terrible people made money off me. <laughs> like they probably they probably will indirectly. Like they'll, I'm sure like gift shop sales went up and all that crap, but not my money that went up. No. So yeah, that's why like I, I don't want I don't want the spinoff to be like oh yeah and Carol gets a cut like no I just want everybody no, no, talking no, no, about no, no, her. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, to monetize these eyeballs. Hell no. <laughs> Um, to go back to our original question that was asked, it's John Finley. John Finley, oh. that's right. Um, but also to add to just the you know sensational news that is Joe Exotic, his second husband, Heart Pence, that we talked about, he goes he goes by JC. Apparently, sure. he himself is in jail for murder. Um, he. You guys have to hear this story. Okay, <laughs> okay. Like, I can only imagine. So apparently he and Joe had been arguing because Hart Pence, second husband, wanted the zoo to become a rehabilitation center for big game, but Joe insisted on continuing to breed big cats. Hmm. And it became this big like argument. A classic big and game, big cat argument. Apparently You've heard Joe, one, you've heard a million of them. Joe threatened his second husband with a photograph of one of the tigers holding a piece of meat labeled JC's remains, along with a note reading, if you don't get your together, this is going to be your reality. Um, second husband. So far, so far checks out. Second yeah. husband later held two guns to Joe's head while he was asleep and told him he was leaving the zoo. After talking him down, Joe called the police and Hart Pence was arrested. He's now serving life in prison for a murder unrelated to the Joe Exotic saga. Gracious. He is also a convicted pedophile. So there it is. Ah. This is coming from uh, Women's Health Magazine. <laughs> ah, the number one source yeah. on Tiger sure. King. Joe Exotic. <laughs> so, you know, just nothing too surprising or shocking given yeah, this whole thing. I kind um, of checks. I, I was a little put off by like the living situation that Joe wow. Exotic was in, though. Like, yeah. As much as this guy, are we talking about uh, Walmart truck or 
Well, just kind of like the the like state his, of affairs of the trailer. Yeah, thing. like they would go inside his trailer, and I mean, it looked like I mean, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, there and there were other people that were not living in good situations. Oof. I'm not saying that that is yeah. agreeable or not, but like you would have thought that like kind of Mister King in the Castle guy would have maybe had like a house or a trailer Future or something that was of some sort. Clean. Could that um. Okay, I'm gonna go a little deep here. Could that also be just like he doesn't know anything else? Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm. I'm just pointing it out. I was yeah. just surprised yeah. to it's see. It's pretty shocking. Just as much as the whole I mean, like it, it gave me the meat from Walmart situation oh, was shocking, yeah. and the fact that there was like people eating that, and that's yeah. the same meat they're put they put on their pizza that they were oh, selling. Yeah. To mm. No. no. Come on down no. to the tiki bar. Have you a, have wow. you a beer? Maybe have smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like, like that was as good as we we're gonna get on that yeah That's it was uh energies you can bring joe yeah. you sure look i know many people who are um hard and fast on the whole like the sell-by date or the freeze-by date doesn't mean that that's when the yeah, item yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all heard that. Like, if it's been in a truck for any amount of time, getting shipped oh, to me beyond the A non-refrigerated no. truck. Yeah. I'm, no. Listen, Ugh. I haven't spent some time in the back of a of a reefer trailer once or twice in my day. <laughs> I uh, There's some atrocities that go on in there. Just let it be known. Yeah. But so anyhow, it, it, ended, it ended really sad. Uh, you know, Joe's in jail um he's broke um i don't know that any of that was that much of a surprise it appears that he got pretty much swindled and taken advantage of by jeff um and co uh basically for purposes of maybe having the uh the the zoo there was also another like portly fellow with the worst haircut i've ever seen that was also involved and he did have my pick for my favorite line of the entire show though. what was that where i think i texted you guys where he was like uh he was like you know it just got to the point where i just felt like i had to do the noble thing (laughs) so i became a confidential informant yeah Yeah, i just i really felt it was pressing on my heart that i had to become a snitch and so i just (laughs) unbelievable yeah so yeah, that was that was I was a little bit confused by his involvement just pretty much in general, but uh I, I think I basically he was he just was like, like an a, investor, right? I think he was like kind of an investor, but like kind of also just had knowledge of the stuff. A zoo guy. And then got bu- they, I think he got busted for something else, didn't he? Yes. And that's yeah, when the he lemur. Right. Yeah, yeah, he got in trouble for some lemur, and that's when he nobly became a confidential informant. Right. He didn't want to get pinched over a lemur, lemur, so he's like, I'll give yeah. you Joe. Oh, yeah, right. I bought a lemur that had bad papers. Like, yeah. what? What a statement. Yeah, again, Classic another Oklahoma line that was uttered. Up. My lemur had bad papers. You know, whom's among us can't say that we've... Hasn't purchased a, a dirty lemur in their yeah. time, you know? Uh, I, someone on Twitter also pointed out this uh, husky fellow with the, the mop haircut was the jet ski rider there at yeah. the end yeah. and, possibly i mean possibly the more the most famous person outside the main characters yeah because of that jet ski moment. because of that shot but so this is when they played eye of the tiger and i think <laughs> it was charlotte wilder who pointed out like at, yeah. if you're directing producing this docuseries you know you can only play that song one time and yeah. damn it if this didn't guy pick the exactly yep. perfect time he <laughs> freaking to nailed music. it yeah yep yeah, um, I mean, it was masterfully amazing. put together. 
shout out to the shout out to them. I think it was the same people that did the Firefest documentary that like okay. produced this. Yeah. Oh really? Because that I, was I also believe. a banger. Well, is, well, are we ta- hold on? Are we talking Netflix Firefest or Hulu Firefest? If you haven't watched both, then you need to get off the call. I've obviously okay, watched both. Don't have to, to me on this, Emily. How dare you even consider that? <laughs> we we didn't watch the Hulu one. Look, I'm talking to two people who haven't watched the. The you can't on. remember the name Hold of, on. so I it's not that good. You're be- just... your betrothed just sold you down the river. You haven't seen the the Hulu one. No, I have. No, we only watched the Netflix one. I think wow. I watched it without you. Oh, oh. oh. Wow. you did, made it seem like you did not want to consume any uh, additional Firefest content those. after we watched them. Because yeah. let's be clear, the Netflix Firefest documentary was made by the people who worked with yeah. the guy and were trying to save their own. Yeah. Whereas the Hulu documentary were different people and actually talked to the guy. So yeah, so, I, 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 I need to go one, watch really. the Hulu one. I am. You not should. It's one. it's much it's much I, better and much more like because well, it's, it's, it's grittier. Well, the people the people who made the Netflix one, I think the Netflix one was made by the like Jerry. Yeah, company. yeah, I knew there was some conflict of interest. There. Right, and then, so the Hulu one, like, basically was like uh, also Jerry did all this terrible stuff too. And right. then made a documentary blaming everybody else. And so, yeah, you should watch the Hulu one. It's very, very good. Excited. All right. Put it on I'll, my list. Uh, yep. Pick that one in pretty soon. I think I might have watched it with Andrew when he was here. Not at the floor. Huh. Anyway. Hmm. So, Logan will watch the Hulu documentary, and you guys will watch Wild Wild Country, and we'll reconvene. I can't believe you guys haven't seen I've never Wild. even heard of Wild Wild Country. What? You haven't heard about it? I don't think. You've not heard about it's the about Bob the, uh, It's about the Rajneesh cult that like took over like Eastern Oregon in like the 80s and early 90s. It's crazy, dude. Be prepared to be disturbed. I'm fully on board. Not as well. I'm in. I'm in on cult content. Also, <laughs> I don't really. Okay. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for this on Netflix, but so, it did not pique my interest. It's it's they're underselling it on the trailer. It is the much trailer, like Tiger King. Like you no. go through like a two or three episode run where you're just like, this is getting out of hand, and we're <laughs> just crazy. people were just down for this. Like this this was allowed <laughs> to happen. So. so shout out to James Madison University. Um, one of the go Dukes. One of the courses I took was speaking of cult interest. Uh, was about modern re- modern religion and cults. Fascinating. Uh. Wow, one of my favorite classes. I would take Logan. If you ever need help, blink twice. Just (laughs) the 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 Bhagwan. I live with the Bhagwan pretty much. So (laughs) no, yeah, it's uh, it's it's it was really well done. And actually, I'll say as far as documentaries go, it's fairly agendaless from a documentarian standpoint. Like, do a really good job. They interview people who like locals like you know just rednecks that lived in eastern oregon and then they also interview people who were in the cult and like they just basically let you draw your own conclusions instead of like kind of forcing you into a into a like wow man how about that cult huh pretty crazy you know like i mean obviously that's true but uh it was uh it was well done you guys should check it out on the list put it on my list see i also got uh so Disney Plus, they do the seven-day free trial, and I started nice. that yesterday. Okay. I'm trying to watch The Mandalorian before that uh, uh, so runs good. out, before I have to start paying so for it. Good. So I got a lot on my list here, folks. I thought The Mandalorian <laughs> was pretty good. I thought it was, was fine. Good. I thought it was like an episode too long. 
I mean, there was. It's certainly. Okay. I mean, we can we can dive I, into like this. I'll try to keep the clip. Poll of the other two non-Logan folks on this <laughs> podcast. Have Have you ever log- heard Logan describe a show or a movie in the terms that it should have been longer? No. No. Not one never. time. Okay, but time. he always complains that it was a little too long, right? <laughs> Tiger King, uh, that's Tiger own... King was one and a half episodes too long. <laughs> it's either episodes or length of time. Oh, that was just like 20 minutes too long. Or even he even criticizes people's Instagram stories. Yeah, that was like two stories too long. Well, come on. You don't think that that could be true? You don't think these things can be true? You literally have I think they can be. Choice. I just think it's – I think you have an oddly specific – complaint i i think i just but like that i don't like my time being wasted you love your time being wasted you're just really no i think you you just uh you're the worst <laughs> go ahead jordan bury him this is why i, I know you're saying it's a go-to complaint of mine that i i could i couldn't i'm tracking with you on that i'll try to think of something i just that find I it odd that long. you're never like man i really like that and wish i could have had more it's always i like, could have had more of the could middle have done of, without i could have had more of, of the middle of tiger king but like the last episode and a half of tiger king like they could have condensed all the sad stuff into one episode and just landed the plane instead Ooh. it was two episodes it was two episodes they stretched it out it was pretty clear what was going to happen it was clear from episode one that the guy ends up in jail somehow because we always we started every episode with him calling in from jail so it was also, like jails oh, have how... like video cameras now on the phones. Oh, who knew? Maybe it's a federal you can have thing. Conjugal video calls. Oh. Question. Well, <laughs> you guys are both like, oh. I'm going to give you a potentially redeeming moment. Okay. Did you <laughs> wow, this want is a first. <laughs> Up and Vanished to be longer? The podcast. Up and Vanished about. Season two. Oh, about the girl in Colorado? Yeah. Yes. There we go. I gave him a redeeming moment. This is, yeah. as always, the exception to prove him right to it. See, yeah, I, I did. Logan, I would like more of these unsolicited. Where you're just I'm, like, I'm with you. You know what? I, I could have enjoyed some more of that. Okay. I'll think of this. I could have used, <laughs> I could have used uh, some more of 2008 Florida Gators football season. Hey, now we're, that could now have been we're tracking. Now we're tracking. That team was good. Um, all right. Well, now that I'm... <laughs> feeling significant you know i didn't mean to come at you as like as no 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 i I I know you're saying it's an observation it's a it's a common it's a common trope that i go to i maybe could stand to update my uh my repertoire a little bit bag of jabs do would you do you not agree with me in general uh on some of my complaints though no i think that complaint as as a complaint to bring to the table is valid but I, I notice it the most with you for sure. Fair enough. I do think I do think you use it often enough. Not that you're always. You're certainly not always wrong. Right. In fact, you are often right. Um, but I think you use it enough wow. that it does. Wow. <laughs> I hate you right now. But I, well, no, I think I think it does. It it's it's not quite like boy who cried wolf. It's but it, it does lose some meaning. But in general, could I not just have a bent towards I wish things were like a little bit more efficiently done and wrapped up without like I just I feel mean, like sometimes you're I feel like sometimes damn sure we know that's your bend. If you're How milking, did this man not get the debater personality type on the Myers Briggs? This is what I'm wanting to know. It's because Welcome I got to my the, quarantine. I got the dominator. The dominator. Because he's the dominator. Yeah. The dominator. Go ahead. Anyhow, all right. Well, 
I'll think about some things I wish were longer. Uh, and yeah. we'll we'll go from there. Um, any, any final words on Tiger King? I mean, shout out to them for releasing that during our darkest hour as a country because we needed that. Yeah. We've only got uh, four or five more days before the Michael Jordan docuseries that's starts. That's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, is that going to drop on Netflix as well? Because I saw it was in, in conjunction with Netflix. Well, they're, sure. so they're spacing out episode right. airings. Two a week. So you're not going to be able to binge it. Um, That's okay, but is it going to be available on Netflix, I guess is my question. I don't know, but you should. it should be available on the ESPN app. I was going to say, it's going to stream on the ESPN app, I think. ESPN Plus? I no. think it's just, I mean, I, it's like the 30 for 30s are all on the ESPN app. I think you can watch those at any time. I think they're on ESPN Plus. Uh, well, we'll put a pin in that. I don't know. You but might be right. I just want to get out ahead of, of the, uh, all the reviews and everything. I like, I'm very excited for that content, that yeah. Michael Jordan content, but it's also important that everyone goes in with realistic expectations. Like, this is not going to have an overly critical look at him. He he very famously protects his image in yeah. whatever he participates in. And so it's going to be a 10-episode ten, ten puff piece, basically. Like, I, I want to know more about, like, the controversy surrounding his gambling and, like, his dad's... Yeah. murder and like i want i want to know if that i want to know if he got out of if his first retirement was a silent suspension for gambling yeah like that stuff is so fascinating to me but we'll never have an honest conversation about it that involves him directly because he won't agree to it right so just as long as people go in with that understood then we should all have a good time Look, Michael, the truth sets you free. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited too. I think that'll be it'll, it'll be interesting. I was a I don't want to say alive, but like probably coming into sports consciousness towards like the tail end of the just absolute dominating Michael Jordan Bulls yep. yep. run. So I was pretty young at the time. So I think it'll be kind of cool to see some of this stuff. Uh, for sure. It was like, I really enjoyed watching the OJ documentary that ESPN did. Cause it was like, I re that's probably one of my first memories of like a big news story is the OJ uh, trial being a long trial and you know, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So it was interesting to kind of get all the context and stuff that I didn't pick up on as a, a four or five, six year old person. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be good. But I, I agree with you, Jordan. I, and I don't, I don't want to borrow anyone's take here necessarily. I don't necessarily find Michael Jordan that compelling. Um, I think he, and I think it's because of a lot of the image protecting stuff that he does. Uh, I think he's clearly the best to do it. And um, there's a lot of respect there, but in my mind, he falls a little bit in like the, the Derek Jeter category of like guys who are um, good and respected. And that's really all you can say about them because there's not a the whole table. lot of not a whole lot of depth of character there i would love to know a little bit more maybe about the the salacious side of them but you know whatever yeah that's i want to see some warts man yeah sure now now on the same token like do i think lebron james would ever like offer up a, a documentary series that would like show a lot of his warts no i don't think yeah. a lot of people are like in i don't think in general that is like a, a thing where people are like, oh yeah, let's uh, 
let's figure it out. But, you know, and also if you don't have a whole lot of like big time controversies in your life, that probably speaks well of you as a person too, in general, <laughs> like, or you know, you didn't super good at burying yeah, everything. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, that too. But, um, you know, I mean, we've, we, we have had a Michael Vick documentary. We have had an Alan Iverson documentary, like, you know, people who have had like big time legal and off field personality, you know, questionable issues. We've, we've definitely gotten that content. And I found that pretty entertaining um, and int- and interesting uh, too. So yeah, uh, so that'll be good. Uh, we want to ke- we want to check in on college football coaches real quick. They've had things to say during this this coronavirus time. They've regrettably had things to say. <sighs> so I guess is- I guess the context for this is like one sports media is is a little thirsty for content, which makes sense. <laughs> Because, yeah. right, because there's not a whole lot going on for them to, to write about, to cover. They have yeah. families to feed. They've got bills to pay, same as the rest of us. Yeah. But uh, the trend as within the, like, last week has just been for prominent uh, football voices to really put their foot in their mouths, respectively, mm-hmm. um, with some of their takes about uh, either – you know, will we have a season at all? Will it be an abbreviated season? What, you know, what, how, how should we be viewing this virus? Are we responding appropriately to it? Um, It's, it's not the best way of going about it. I don't think just to ask these people. And I think some of the reaction is like, the audience's fault like what did you expect these guys these are football guys yeah. they're idiots yeah. about everything else except <laughs> football right. right so like i'm i'm not gonna ask them how to prepare you know a, a moderately complex recipe and expect a, a measured or educated take right so i but i'm not gonna be surprised when i don't get one but now, like when these people say stupid stuff about a complex, you know, public health issue, we we shouldn't, myself included, just be so surprised that they said something stupid. Yes, no, I'm, kind of where I'm, I live. I'm definitely with you on that. I am I am just a little sick of the like football guy narrative, though, where it's like well, we're just going to kick this thing in the teeth. Like, we're just going to outwork yeah. the virus. Like, come on. That, that is like, it's just so stupid yeah. to say. And it to is. like, to add, and, and like, what do you gain by saying that? Like, so you're, you're like a, a notorious tough guy. So like, we're happy that you're, 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 you're tough. That you're tougher than the virus. You're tougher than the virus. <laughs> like, um, I, I feel bad. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet, you know, came out and said that, in his opinion, he didn't think that there was going to be a college football season this year because of where we're at. And, you know, I think there's a, a lot uh, to point to that he might be one of the only ones who actually is making a measured take on this and is actually taking into account some of the realities of the situation and maybe some of the guidance from some health experts. But then, like, I, the thing that really bothers me is the people who react to him by saying, like, I think we need to let the experts talk. And it's like, the football coach guy who is like, I think we need to let the experts talk. Like you are not the expert either. So like, yeah. wh- why are you going up on this, uh, on this hill like this? Anyhow, it's uh, interesting. It's just been weird. It's just been weird. Yeah. Well, and, f- and football coaches right now, they would either be 
on the road recruiting or planning spring ball, a spring yeah. game in the middle of spring yeah, practice. Yeah, you'd be in the middle like, of spring practice. They'd be very busy. Time. They have way too much hand time on their hands right now, <laughs> which right. is more and more ample opportunities to, again, say stupid stuff, especially when the people that cover the things they say are otherwise not doing a whole lot. So, yeah, a real um, perfect I, I, storm for uh, <laughs> for for stupid right now. Right. And then there's Mike Leach, who who had his first Mike Leach moment as Mississippi State head coach in which he tweeted out a meme that involved a woman knitting a noose for her husband. Uh, he did this as the head coach of Mississippi State, a state that is uh, notoriously a bit backward in some of their race relations and um, I just think has a has a heavy history with that kind of stuff and yeah. That kind of stuff is just not to be probably joked about in when you're the highest paid state employee in the state of Mississippi, probably. And well, maybe Lane Kiffin, but regardless, same, same, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, uh, I think we all thought it was a matter of time before this happened, <laughs> but, but I, I don't want to necessarily make light of this, but uh, at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, you, uh, you hire Mike Leach, you get Mike Leach. Yeah. All of them, and he is in. You can't, you Key can't West, pick and Florida. choose parts of Mike Leach a la carte. Yeah, he's in Key West, Florida, right now with nothing but time on his hand, riding his bike around, uh, and and getting these retweets off. Yeah, getting these getting these retweets off. So, I mean, of course, you have the classic responses. Uh, they've had two players into the transfer portal in the wake of this. Not, not to say that that is a direct cause. I'm sure at least one player has, I think, indicated it was a contributing factor. But, um, yeah, and then, of course, you get the, the Mississippi football fan, Hardo guy, that is uh, all up in the mentions of the, of the, the player who is transferring, you know, saying all manner of derogatory things to him. And, uh, yeah, it's just a bad, again, another perfect storm, bad situation. Uh, on, the, on the other side, kind of, kind of completely different. But, um, yeah, so Coach Leach, Tighten it up, buddy. You're going to need to tighten it up a little he'll, bit. He'll uh, be attending some listening sessions, I believe. Yeah. Was was the term some sensitivity training, right. maybe? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was uh, a little unfortunate how it all went down. Sure. Also, like, very dumb that he did that. Uh, so yeah. I think I think both things can be true. I don't think he was making a racist joke, but I think as the head coach of Mississippi, you probably shouldn't be making noose jokes. Like, okay, right? Like, period. Full stop. No need to make It doesn't seem like you need a super in depth. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't quite understand the culture. Like, no man. Like, it's the deep south. It's Mississippi. Yeah. This is the like, memorial. This the memorial to Emmett Till. Of the employee handbook. Right. Like, like the memorial to Emmett Till no get shot up on the regular because there's open racists in the like county. Like yeah. Yeah. Also, like you've coached in Texas, you've coached in Kentucky. Like you're not yeah. like big sky guy. You're not Jim McElwain who is just like coming in with you know like been in California and been in Montana and Eastern Washington except for a little stint in Alabama. Like you, you know how it goes. So. Uh, don't really like necessarily feel bad for him. You know how it goes, so don't play dumb. Right. Like you probably you know it. Yeah, well he's just such he's just such a aloof, weird character too, that it's like I I have a hard time on knowing if he like ever gets it. Well it's how it's kind of like I mean it's it's what drives you crazy and I'll 
not mention any other college football coaches. I'm sure you two can fill in the blanks, but like the guys who were just like, oh, who was silly on me? That's crazy. Why would you think I'm doing like, you can't just play the like, oh gosh, I'm just a simple guy, simple fellow. I had no idea. Like, no, like eventually you're just, you're supposed to be a leader of men and you're just dumb. Exactly. I mean, like those are the type of people that are really like the problem with the world. Like who feel like they can just get away with saying anything and playing dumb and like, Oh, little innocent old me. Oh, sorry. You and know, I actually don't. Also, can, you don't imagine if we, can you imagine if we put somebody like that in charge of the country? That yeah. would be horrible. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. Thought, like, wow. I actually don't really think that Leach fits into that category as like guy who plays dumb. I just think that he is guy who is stubbornly himself. And that's going to get him in the exact same amount of trouble as guy who purposely plays dumb. So yeah. I, well, yeah, I, just, I think there are enough like I, leech apologists out yes. there willing. That's not to me signing off on him you. being who he is either. Yeah. I mean, he, but like, okay, so even a guy like that who's maybe not playing dumb, right? Who's yeah. just like unapologetically himself, whatever. Like a weirdo. He's yes. like How, selfishly ignorant. Almost. What does it also say about universities and institutions in the United States that they keep? hiring people like that like i think yeah. that speaks to a broader problem in yeah. our society well it's because, admit, because this is, and making could, money is the most important thing we could dive down this we could dive <laughs> down this rabbit hole real fast and blow through another couple hours of this podcast <laughs> um i mean it, it it genuinely gets back to and this i want to be very clear this is not just college sports obviously as we all know mm-hmm. at at the top of institutions and that's not I don't mean institutions as in institutions of higher learning. I mean any long-term institution, right. whether it's a any orgs or civic institution, a police department, a right. you know pick your pick your thing. The people at the top are generally only accountable to a very limited number of people. Exactly. And that's all they have to answer to. And if they prove their thirty-second pitch that they did their due diligence, and this person will be. Or listen, I'm really glad I'm doing air quotes for all our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Air quote, air quote. Uh, they did their due diligence on, you know, this person will take us to the next level. Air quote. That's all, that's all people want to hear. That's all the buzzwords that people want to hear. And, and that is a, an unfortunate statement about a lot of big-time college athletics, about a lot of, you know, again, pick your civil institution. Um, and it, it's a problem. And it makes, it makes those institutions very, very difficult to change. Yeah. True. yeah. Well said. All right. Not that well, I have any experience. I... Not that I have any experience in this area or anything. Right. Like that, so. I think we're. Uh, I think we've said enough on that. Agreed. I would agree. Yeah. All right, Emily. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so great. My heart is so good. I don't know if you guys know, so Emily has a has a welt on the side of her face from her one of her videos she made earlier. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Scooting across <laughs> the floor. She has a floor yeah. burn on her face. Look, when I get an idea, I'm committed to it. And I'm going to do it, much like Jordan, much like what you talked about with his personality type. If I'm going to do something, I'm all in, I'm committed, I'm going to do, do it, it well. Right. Floor burn on the face. Yes, right. now I've got we'll like a deal with test. the consequences afterwards. Right? right, it extends from the very like corner of my eye out yeah. to like my temple. Yeah. And then I also have some like floor burn on my knee. So, you know, that was worth it. Just for some kicks and giggles. Some inch warming. It's a physically demanding quarantine. Yep. Sacrificing for the content. Yeah. Creating content out here. So yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of losing it a little bit. There was one point in the 
I tend to really reach my breakdown point in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> I go in the dining room where Logan has his like whole setup for work. And today I actually just like put my forehead on the table and had a whole conversation with Logan, which is like my forehead on the table. <laughs> Looking down at the ground, I was like, I just really miss our friends. It'd just be really nice to get out of the house, but you know, we can't do any of those things. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't want to complain, but it has been particularly, uh, I don't know, like it's really set in the past, yeah. like yeah. maybe week. It's like been wow, damn. Well, we I are, think you know we are here at the house again. And I was uh, writing an article like the past couple of days, and I think one of the things that I think is important to note is that as humorous as they are like there's a lot of memes going around like one in particular about like our grandparents went to war you're asking to sit on the couch like you can do this but what's unfortunate is that the underlying message there is like you shouldn't be like expressing your emotions you don't get to complain about this right and it's i hate it it so much sweeping like trauma across our nation we are as human beings, we thrive on connection and community, and we're deprived of that right now, as well as feeling helpless. Like when you're just being asked to stay at home and sit on the couch, when we're a community of people in a nation that tends to thrive in crisis by coming together and taking action, like just being stuck at home, quote, sitting on your couch, unquote, you feel helpless. And I think it's just unfortunate a lot of people feel like they can't talk about it, or they feel like, oh, I should just suck it up. Yeah. I'm just being lazy. I was talking to a friend today where we're like, we feel exhausted at the end of every day, even if I haven't done a lot. And you feel guilty for even admitting that. But it's the reality. And I think it's important that people, you know, talk about it. I mean, I think another unspoken thing, again, sorry to go dark. But like my brother, who's a trauma nurse, said that like, suicides are on the rise too and so it's just things that like like that that are important for us all to talk about and well it's exhibit two billion of like you don't know what's going on in somebody's life and Mm -hmm. like everyone's dealing with something to enjoy sitting on the couch and doing nothing doesn't mean that it's not superbly for somebody else exactly exactly so anyway that's why I create silly vi- silly videos, you know? Just trying to find humor and fun in times of quarantine. Right. And we all That's appreciate why I, it. why I cut this mustache for myself, you know? <laughs> just trying to, trying to brighten up my morning. <laughs> Every day. Just you just look bit. in the mirror. Hey, buddy, you just looking good. Skipping skip in your step. Yeah. <laughs> Still got it. Uh, it's like the red polo episodes on Parks and Rec. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right, Emily, what else we have here? Oh, um... just an update. We have gotten a few emails. Okay. Wow. Ooh, to yeah. the Wheel Route Podcast email. People wanting uh, my opinion and input on their personality test results. Um, I will be mowing through those. And we would ask those of you who are interested to continue sending in your results um, and consider even having us call you in to the podcast to uh, go live with some feedback. Not as not as intensive as what the boys got, but, you know, just like a 10-minute overview. For the right Venmo... <laughs> you too 
consider top of the hops. <laughs> For the correct amount of retweets of the pod. <laughs> if if dentist uh, if dentist Colin Smith will play the pod in his dentist office. Right if before the patient goes under, so they dream about us. <laughs> if you've been considering taking the tests, I will post on our Instagram uh, where I had the boys go, yeah. um, which sites they used, so you too can understand yourself better. So that's a little update on the Coach E human contact hour. All right. How uh, Do you have any Bachelor Nation updates of for us? Of course I have Bachelor Nation <laughs> updates. As most of the nation is doing right now, Bachelor Nation is going a little bad crazy, right? They are desperate for human contact. Cool, cool, cool. There are hookups going up all over our nation in a time of social distancing. Really? Yeah. Well, that's let's, not good. Let's start <laughs> yeah, with... Yeah, why, why are they doing that? <laughs> let's start with the quarantine crew, shall we? The quarantine crew is what uh, Tyler Cameron and Hannah Brown are calling uh, their little... They're sensational flying. activities and here in Jupiter, Their Florida. conjugal visits. Yes, yes. Um, so, as I mentioned, I think in our last podcast, Hannah Brown came to Florida to support Tyler in his time of need after his mother passed away. R.I.P. Um, also, I don't think I mentioned this. Hannah Brown's brother overdosed. Is a Oof. drug problem. He overdosed and was hospitalized like the day after Tyler's mom died. Dang. So they had some mutual like Oof. grief, loss, family problems going on. Her brother is still with us. He went to rehab. Um, anyway, so, you know, some family conflict and some drama might have brought them together. You know, people find each other during Mourning time. is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. It really is. <laughs> Grief is a powerful thing. And to have people join you in your dark, I'm glad darkest of times, other than me darkest said, of said hours. Thing. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tyler and Hannah. Hannah, by the way, is now back in Alabama. How did she get back to Alabama? Did she fly? So I cannot confirm or deny that. I think she drove from wow. what I saw on Instagram stories. I think she drove. Banging it up the turnpike. At a girl, HB. Um, she. Instagramming while driving. Maybe she not spent, so safe. <laughs> she spent 14 days in Jupiter yeah. after flying here the to kind of follow the 14-day protocol Boy. before so going home. Um, but the two of them continue to deny that they're in a relationship. However, those of us who are total, like constantly shipping them have picked up on the subtleties in the videos one being that they've been sharing a room and probably a bed during mm -hmm. the quarantine crew times. That's I mean, not distancing. Wow. I'm thinking friends with benefits status. Swapping fluids. Oh, Swapping. God. Oh, yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, just welcome. Welcome to the Bachelor Bachelor world welcome and what the, the podcast usually is about as you. the boom boom room. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had One videos of only. Hannah trying on the salmon jacket. It was great. Yeah, was it? Was it great? It was, was great the, for me. Was that the content everyone was looking for? It was the content I was looking for, okay? Well, that's good. It's the content I needed. How do we, I mean, we, we touched on this, but I mean, in reality, Emily, are 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 you, 
Are you here for Hannah Brown and Tyler rekindle their romance? I'm or? so excited you asked me oh, okay. this. <laughs> right. So logical, reality-based, if I were her therapist or Tyler's therapist, Emily would say, hell no, Tyler, move on. You be. were her like fourth choice, right? Yeah. She she asked you out after choosing Jed, after dumping your ass, right? And then she goes on Peter's season and says, oh, you really were supposed to be like in the final two and I just continue to have feelings for you. If I had seen all of that, I'd been like, no, you don't get to have all this, you know, after all of that. Are you Tyler? You're Tyler in the all this. Oh, Tyler is totally the all this. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm (laughs) saying. Okay, just to be clear. Um, But, you know, Bachelor Nation, Bachelor Nation enthusiast Emily is totally here for that relationship. I want them both to find happiness and love. I think they should have been together at the end of all of this anyway. She should have never picked Jed. I mean, well, yeah, she was a clear, he was a clear front runner even before Peter. She made a huge mistake, and I would totally support them being together. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think I fall more on the side of. Uh, therapist emily yeah jordan do you have any thoughts on it (laughs) yeah no i would agree with therapist emily but i like i wouldn't completely shut the door on it i would be more comfortable or supportive of it if like more time had elapsed just like just let it let it breathe a little bit like do you for a little while and figure yourselves out and then like if you're still if you come out of that in a place where you're like, yeah, I've grown and it's not weird anymore. But like, if I was Tyler, I think it'd be super strange to just be like, Oh yeah, no, I'm cool with being choice three, a or three B. Yeah. Let's do this. Or another way you could look at it is love finds a way, you know, <laughs> that is also a way you could look at it. You know, that's how I'm choosing. That's not it. therapist Emily, I don't think. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not logical Emily by any means. Anyway, with all of this, um, you know, just fan got, just enthusiasm got that the quarantine crew has conjured up, um, we now have a Chicago crew, which consists of none other than Pilot Pete, Kelly Flanagan. Yeah. Um, Dustin, who was on Hannah's season, Hannah this Brown, guy. and Clay from Paradise, if you remember, Logan does a great impersonation. Oh, oh. that big doofus Football guy? weenie Clay? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that guy was a, such a weenie. Oh. What did you call Ooh. him, Logan? You we... had like a... A, a boob? A, no, you had like, you called him a different first name. Like, <laughs> oh, he's such a Todd, but it wasn't Todd. Uh. It was something else. Yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll have to go back through the pic- I just Oh, God. He was just the worst. Oh, my girlfriend's here. Oh, oh we're just all going to oh. quarantine together oh. in Chicago. I don't know oh. how I'm feeling. Oh. I have to do biceps and triceps <laughs> three times a week. I don't know how I'm going to get it in in Chicago. <laughs> oh. So, anyhow. So, anyhow, <laughs> of course, this has sparked rumors that Peter and Kelly are dating, which... They deny, however, once again, you're denying it, but your actions speak otherwise. Okay? Okay? So Clay was on an Instagram Live with Goose, (laughs) whose real name is Chris Randone, who also, by the way, is currently separated separated from his wife. 
Who is this? Hate to see it. Goose from Paradise. Wait, is this the Being wedding Crystal? that happened in yes. Paradise? I do yes, remember Yes, it is, that. Jordan. When the, when the revenge body right. showed up. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're separated. That was Clay's, Clay's ex-girlfriend yeah. showed up, and she was, I mean, listen, Shorty was <laughs> working it. She I was. mean, wow. She had been doing freaking, she and Sean T had been working out together every morning for like months. She got results is what we're saying. Oh yeah. I'm here for it. You go What was her name? Ashley? No, you asked me too soon. It wasn't Ashley. Caitlin? No. Cassandra? Look this up, Jordan. (laughs) I can't remember at the moment. Anyway, in an Instagram live between Clay and Goose, uh, Goose asked, so homegirl is... Totally dating Peter, right? To which Clay responded, yes. And we'll talk about that in a second. So Clay, part of the inner circle, has confirmed that Kelly and Peter are dating. We know that Barb and the family approves because it's the only girl from Peter's season that Peter's family is following. And um, Chris himself has confirmed that Barb was starstruck when meeting Bar- uh, Kelly at the after the final rose. So we all oh, know that. Peter, sorry to interrupt. You're fine. Was, was it Angela? Yes, yeah. Angela. And she and and Clay was was being weird with uh, Nicole. Yeah. Nicole was his boo on the show, yeah. and she was always crying. They they deserved each other because they were always whining. Yes. Off camera. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. In their ITMs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Continue, Emily. So wait. So. Peter, shout out to Pete and Kelly. Yes. And while they're both denying that they're in a relationship, they're kind of doing that like we aren't, but we are kind of thing. Which is totally fine. Peter's been dating, has dated like four people in the span of the last three weeks. It's like 20 minutes, yeah. So in a recent interview, some of the, the points he made was that he's gotten to know Kelly better than Madison or Hannah Ann. <laughs> what a doofus. <laughs> in this, this span of time they've been spending together quarantine. He also made a point to say... Do they have a really real connection? She's got three bedrooms, no roommates. We each have our own rooms. It's a good time. Like... What a doofus, Peter. Like, why Why do you make a point to say that in an interview? Because um, he's a doofus. I mean, he, he is so He is the dumb. definition of like, doofus. Like, he is, like, dumber than Colton, maybe. And then Kelly goes on to say... Colton got the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's finally recovered. Um, oh, my God. He also published a, a book. You know, his book oh, was sure. released yeah. in the span of getting a current the coronavirus. So good on you, Colton. Hey, cash, keep cashing them checks, Colton. <laughs> keep cashing in on that virginity. Why don't you? <laughs> um. Anyway, Kelly also says <laughs> yeah, Emily's update just keeps going. I'm just gonna okay. keep going here because it's it's fascinating. Okay, right. is I'm it? in this. It is. It is for me, Jason. Okay. I get to listen to all the college football talk. You get to listen to all the Bachelor talk. Okay? Okay? Okay. Um, (laughs) Then, of course, Kelly does the, like, lover thing where you have to jump in and defend your boo. And she took this hard stance on he's not who he appeared to be on the show. Um, She was saying that on the show, too, though. She was like, I have not gotten to meet the Colton that I met before. But I, I wasn't sure if that was just 
the Peter. You Sorry, know, Peter. Peter. The Peter that I met, like that I met before. And I was like, I mean, like she was taking every chance she could get to bring up the fact that they had met before the show. So I wasn't sure if like she was being truthful or if she was just trying to remind people that they knew each other before the show. Or if she's being defensive, like, I just really like this doofus, but it's going to make yeah. me, it's not going to look good on me in front of my LinkedIn friends. Right. Cause like, I would say based on her actions towards her ouster on the show, I am surprised that she would be like, Oh yeah, Pete, let's hang out a date and publicly let you pick me up and swing me around during a time of social distancing in Chicago with Dustin and Clay, <laughs> evidently lurking. <laughs> lurking. <laughs> Somebody tweeted those photos and was like, well, it looks like Peter didn't learn very good social distancing at the Sylvan Learning the Center. Sylvan Learning Center. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter strikes me as the kind of like douche who's completely like minimizing the coronavirus. Like, oh uh, yeah, it's, it's just like a common cold, you know, it's a virus. So I'm a it's pilot. like the flu. No, see, I I think I don't even think he's that antagonistic sophisticated. or sophisticated. <laughs> like, like the the guy's just a puppy puppy dog dumb. Like he he doesn't mean ill to anybody. He just runs into corners of tables and stuff. Yeah, this is true. I'll take that point. But he also flies people on airplanes in real life. So Yeah. Which is terrifying. He's specifically skilled. Yeah, he's he's niched. Yes. Niched. However you want to say yep. it. Um you know, the other thing about Peter, he really someone needs to delete his TikTok account. It's <laughs> I'm embarrassed for him. It's terrible. I'm embarrassed for everyone who posts on TikTok. Jason, do yeah. you follow Peter on TikTok? <laughs> I cannot emphasize enough how much I do not. For the second time, Jason cannot emphasize enough. Just gonna keep saying it. Check Peter's TikTok followers list for Jamie Bagman sixty nine. Please. (laughs) I'm on it. You know how much I love Sleuthing. Right. Yes. Um. Other than that, uh, Peter confirmed that he and Madison had a six hour breakup conversation. Which is surprising to none of us. I feel so bad for Madison. Was, was that was that oh, she nice. had to like sit and talk with Peter for six hours? Yeah, because we we know that. Well, here's the problem: you've got indecisive Peter, and then you've got Madison who just keeps doing that, like burying her head in her hands, just yeah. like I just I don't know. She don't probably know certainly I'm... didn't do herself any favors, but I think this will be good in that, like, she'll learn some more assertiveness moving forward. Of like, okay, Hopefully. these these things can't take six hours. Like, maybe they should be a little shorter, to Logan's point, about a lot of things. <laughs> that was five hours and 45 minutes too long. <laughs> we could have done this in 20 minutes clean. <laughs> Listen, I'm a consultant. I saw my time. All right. I'm sorry that I'm always trying to make sure the client gets the best deal. My time is money. Speaking of Madison, and this is my last point All right. for Bachelor Nation updates. Really cringy TikTok activity out of her, too. Oh, totally. She does a lot of, like, whoa things, Ooh, and yikes. I'm just well, not really. Well, she did really... play high school and maybe college basketball, so. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, how, how, where are you guys seeing this, dude? Do you two have TikToks or you just see them no. on other platforms? Here's the thing. You don't actually have to have TikTok because anything that's actually worthy of viewing always ends up on Instagram because right. Instagram is the better platform. So, Jordan, you know how like my, my Instagram pop page at this point is basically – Horrific entrepreneur advice and Bachelor Nation TikTok. <laughs> Bachelor, Bachelor Nation TikToks. I get no fishing content anymore. I get no fitness content anymore. It's all just Bachelor Nation yeah, TikTok. Well, you gotta stop ironically DMing me yeah, well, that's, the, the investor that's content. True. Jason, I don't know. I'm gonna start DMing these things to you too. I have no idea like, what you're talking about. We're gonna just loop Jason into our Bachelor. Our, our, what do we call it? We have a group name. There is a, let's batch. There is a particular like sector on Instagram where these people are like, it's like the side hustle bros. And I think they like to give financial advice, but they give it in the most. It's when when the worst parts of LinkedIn will leak onto Instagram. Yes. Into graphic design format. Yes. And so it'll be like six things that you're wasting your money and time on. And it'll be like, <laughs> like Water. going to eat, partying too much, smoking. Uh, <laughs> social media, like, like, and it's like, all right, this is not, it's not like groundbreaking or helpful. And then, and then there will also be things. It's like, did you know that if you invested forty dollars every week uh, into this particular like weird well, high no, yield? It was like, account. okay, here's what a here's what a Netflix subscription oh, yeah, yeah, per yeah. This year. Is cool. if you would put that much money into netflix stock instead in 2008 it would be worth 350k or something like that it's like, like okay think thank about you. that next time you sign up for any sort of monthly service yeah yeah it's it's that kind of advice which is in no way helpful not even a little bit <laughs> this is one of the ones you sent me here's absolute waste of money clubbing with a, a picture of <laughs> A mojito. <laughs> cigarettes with a picture of a pack of cigarettes. Designer clothes with a picture of a supermodel. Luxurious watches. Picture <laughs> of a luxurious watch. Luxurious cars. Picture of a Mercedes Benz. And the sixth one is speed tickets. <laughs> Speeding tickets. Absolute waste of money. Oh, man. <laughs> So anyhow, I, I, for whatever reason, came across this, and now my Instagram pop page is like 50% of these type of like posts, and I hate every single one of them, And but I can't stop sending them to Jordan because they're so funny. Oh, my God. Speeding tickets. Oh, true status symbol. How many speeding tickets do you have? All right. Anyhow, that was a side note. But yeah, no, a lot of TikTok, a lot of TikTok activity. Hannah Ann, big time TikToker. Oh, yeah. I just don't, I don't get the appeal. I don't want to be old man with like sinking into the ocean, like a single shaking fist as I sink into the ocean, uh, the ocean of TikTok. However, I don't get it. I don't really get the appeal. It seems like a whack Vine and... um, Vine was way better. Sure, but I, I also don't like. I just wonder if like Vine was around when I was like twenty, and therefore I think it was better. I don't know. Oh, that's yeah. true. It's also worth noting that nobody's really quite sure how much access to your phone you grant TikTok when you install it. Like the language is very vague, and because TikTok is a Chinese company, the Chinese government owns TikTok. 
Yeah, so it's like that face, uh, like that age yeah. app that what yeah. exactly. Yeah, so yeah, anyhow, I didn't do that one either. Didn't do that <laughs> one either. Correct. <Nope. laughs> so people are dumb. Granted, I have uh, you know I have Facebook, so at this point I was going to say much, like, yeah, but really, a lot of glass said. houses we're living in here throwing <laughs> these stones, but right. Um, Look, if the coronavirus doesn't kill me, I guess the Chinese government can. 2020, am I right? <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot of people would argue those are the same thing, which is uh, another annoying thing on the internet. Uh, speaking of annoying things, you guys been annoyed by any uh, COVID uh, social media activity recently? You want to no get way. off your chest? No, no not at all. <laughs> none, none at all. Definitely not. <laughs> All right. They're all just afraid to admit they're annoyed with my social media activity. No, I can legitimately say not at all. Bored. Oh, no, yeah, that's delightful. I appreciate that, boys. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, we've definitely seen an uptick of uh, people posting their home workouts, which, listen, I understand that that content is not for everybody. So, okay, here's the thing. So Logan and I were trying to put together a list of um, COVID trends that were annoying us, and we realized we're participating in all of them. No, no that's what I'm time. saying. That's why I put on the list that we're participating Home in workouts, the, the 10 for 10 challenge, um, the uh, first picture challenge, any for, number of challenges, really. A lot of these challenges are definitely geared towards the females and the relationships. I have not As actually... is Instagram, just so we're clear. What? As is Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, Instagram, like, as... It, it's very much geared towards females. Yes. The nu the numbers on Instagram are very lopsided. What do you mean? In terms of users. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying, bro. That's where the ratio oh. is good. <laughs> it's like a it's We've like a vintage JMU. Here. It's like a vintage JMU house party, you know. Right. That's, ratio, why, bro. that's why Pooter went to JMU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deep cut. Shouts out to the Blue Streaks. <laughs> I got pulled for days. All right. Well, cool. We'll, we'll keep being annoying then on social medias because why not? Um, cool, guys. All right. Well, hey, this has been delightful. Always lovely to see you all. Anybody got any any final parting shots? Jason, you um, ready to join us on uh, Bachelor Nation? Um, I, I'm more discouraged now than I ever have been. <laughs> that see, was Jason, just such I a, think, I think such it's a tidal a wave of information. That this pandemic... Well, okay, let me stop. Let me backtrack a little bit. It's a shame that this pandemic is happening at all. Full yeah. stop. If it had to happen, though, the best way to get Jason on board with our Bachelor content would have been for a full season to be ready to play during this time, yeah, a la right. Tiger King. That's reasonable. Right. But hey. since it's not going to air in a time when Jason doesn't have other stuff going on, I think our chances are not as great. <laughs> this is true. Although listen to your heart is premiering next week. So <laughs> it could be a soft introductory. When those commercials come on, I'm not, I, watching am, that. I don't know. I'm going to be Look, desperate enough to watch to listen to your heart. I think, I think I'm going to take the dive guys. I think I have to be committed. And also um, we have, a very attractive cast, which you know, the Shocker. more attractive, yeah. the more attractive the cast, the more drama, as proven by Peter's season. So I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen is I'll be disappointed. Which you know, <laughs> that's not that so going bad. around these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's been a good two and a half hours. 
Emily's yep. considered uh, uh, trying to learn how to play the ukulele. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> I um. I'll have an update at our, our next podcast. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll do a cover as our introductory Ooh. song. Ooh. I uh, am in day three of uh, my streak That's on. That's my goal. Um, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Duolingo. <laughs> I'm back in the Duolingo game. Ooh. Brushing up, brushing up Love those Spanish. phases of my life. <laughs> brushing up on my Spanish, <laughs> crushing it also. Let it be known. You just know. They call me La Aranya Discoteca over here. You feel me? You're taking a Duolingo course on a language you already know. Well, I'm brushing up, Jason, because it's usable. I, I have no need to speak French down here in South Florida. I, or anywhere, frankly. Yeah. In these parts. Well, it is the language of commerce. I bet Donald Trump speaks French. He's a big commerce guy. Allegedly. Donald Trump speaks English as well as I speak French, and I failed my <laughs> French three final, so. I've often said this. I've, I've often said this. Uh, what did I say? I, I had an. I've often said this earlier today. You did have one earlier. You laughed at it. Probably did, but it's escaping me. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's enough. Uh, this is the Will Rob podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you made it this whole way through, God bless you. Yeah. Uh, way we'll, to go. We'll get you on the next pod. Just, just drop me a line. Uh, you can find us at the Wheel Route on Twitter. You can send emails to wheelroutepodcast@gmail.com. You could go to thewheelroute.com. That is where you can stream the show and get general information about us. And, um, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. May roses ever be in your favor, boys. (laughs) 